This is a headgum podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In 1997, Time Magazine published its annual list of the 25 most influential Americans. Read through a modern lens, it's a quaint late 90s time capsule. Among the honorees are comedian Rosie O'Donnell, dead racist radio host Don Imus, and comic strip character Dilbert. No, not Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, but Dilbert himself. While few of the names mentioned on the list remain in the public consciousness, notable exceptions are Senator John McCain, golfer Tiger Woods, and musician Trent Reznor, as well as, for different horrific reasons, Harvey Weinstein, one lesser-known individual has continued to wield his influence 25 years later, restaurateur Robert Earle. The founder of Planet Hollywood, and owner of such chains as Hard Rock Cafe, Buca de Beppo, and his eponymous Earl of Sandwich, Robert Earl perfected the formula of a theme park disguised as a dining experience, a sort of Chuck E. Cheese's for adults. Back in 1997, with action stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Bruce Willis as investors slash endorsers, Planet Hollywood seemed primed to take over Planet Earth, with its restaurants centered in tourist hotspots like Times Square, Las Vegas, and Orlando drawing huge lines. Earl hubristically hatched additional concepts to cash in on his own trend, like the sports-themed official all-star cafe and the perhaps ahead-of-its-time Marvel mania. But Earl's eyes were bigger than the market's stomach, and Planet Hollywood wildly overexpanded. By 2000, just three short years after his glowing time profile, the company had filed for bankruptcy protection. Today, it's declined from a peak of 60 restaurants to just six worldwide. But the fall of Planet Hollywood would prove only to be Earl's dark night of the soul, in Hollywood movie terms, and in 2018 he reconfigured the concept of celebrity-oriented dining for the app era, launching virtual dining concepts in partnership with his son, Robbie Earl. And while COVID lockdowns proved ruinous for many dine-in restaurants, it proved lucrative for the ghost kitchen trend and for the Earls in particular, using the quarantine delivery boom to launch an array of virtual celebrity eateries using unoccupied space in existing restaurants. Among its many brands include Mariah Carey's Mariah's Cookies, Mario's Tortas Lopez, Steve Harvey's Family Food, and breakout hit Mr. Beast Burger, named for the popular YouTuber. And as of July 2020, the Earls have added a chicken nugget and tater tot concept launched in partnership with a rapper with the acronymical name Thank You God Always. As Earl said in the 1997 Time article, I've always felt that movies and sport and music transcend every barrier. We take them to the people. Now, Via celebrity-fronted ghost kitchens, Earl takes them to the people, literally. This week on Doughboys, Tiger Bites. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Sonic the Small Hog, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. All right. That's that's nasty. Uh, Brett sent that roast in, also writes, sent some alts just in case one or two were used. The only thing worse than my lack of imagination is my memory. His alts, Sonic the Hedgehog, reference to your large noggin, and Sonic the Hot Dog, mm-hmm. which is just good, clean fun. 
Love you guys. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. Is it? Is it just clean fun? Well, whatever. Sonic likes Sonic the Hedgehog likes chili dogs. So Sonic the Hedgehog is, yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's a, that's an insult directed at you. But Sonic the Hot Dog is more generally just food themed and references his favorite treat. Okay. Thanks for that breakdown. That's what I do up top. Um, we go deep with the roasts. Howdy ho to Spoon Nation. I got I to gotta tell you, uh, everyone's asking me, did, did I go to the big game? They want to know if I went to the big game, Wags. Yeah. And that and we have to say big game legally. We, we have can't to say big game legally. Which one. We don't want to be sued by the NFL, which I don't even think we can say that. We don't want to be sued by a professional football organization. That's right. Yeah. I want to let the listeners know I did. I went. I dropped $7,000. <laughs> and I went I went to the puppy bowl. Oh, Mitch. <laughs> I went to the puppy bowl. Oh, I no. got COVID at the puppy bowl. Oh, oh not it worth was, it. It was worth no, it was worth it. Was it was worth it. Okay. It was worth it. I got freaking COVID at the puppy bowl, Wags. At least you got COVID, not Parvo. Now, is that a 2022 sentence or what? <laughs> yeah, I got I got COVID at the puppy bowl. And you know what else was there? Murder hornets. <laughs> What was the what was the other thing? Plague mon- and plague monkeys were in attendance. <laughs> oh boy! Mm, our and guests Congress are still here. was sitting an, an illegally elected president. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, that's it. I'm going. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Wags. Hi, Mitch. W- Wags. I mean, I, we shouldn't talk about it too much because it's going to get into the. Uh... Uh, episode territory but i saw you last night we saw each other irl here's what we do we should do you should play a drop mm-hmm. we should get our guests in here because we have two terrific guests uh okay. and we, and uh, and then we'll when we talk about the restaurant Sounds... we will talk about our in-person meeting i agree we have two terrific guests but it just feels yeah. like you're kind of ordering me what to do here so i guess i i guess i will do it i guess i'll play a drop <laughs> just trying to keep the show moving all right. If all we right. start talking okay. about the two of us hanging out, it's going to keep going. It's going to go in a bunch of different directions. Oh, it's the stories explode. we could tell. Of the two of us sitting on your couch, looking at, looking at our phones. silently came over. <laughs> Anytime I've seen you over a course of like, uh, like even, at, like I said, when I saw you after, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen you through the entire pandemic. Yeah. No hug. Just a very, like, uh, I don't even think you looked me in the eyes. I think you were looking at my feet, and you're like, "Hey, well, nothing unusual about that." <laughs> hey, they're hard targets. They're not easy to see. I don't know about. I don't know what hug protocol is. And now, now I'm contradicting my own directive, which was to keep the show moving. But I don't know what hug protocol is post pandemic. I don't feel comfortable seeing someone being like, "Hey, let's hug." Not that I was a big hug guy to begin with, but it's like that. Yeah, if you hadn't seen someone in a year or two, you might naturally mm-hmm. hug them. But now I'm like, we're all worried about hygiene. I don't know what to do here. So I, I'm hugging usually all get, the time. A tentative wave. Are you if really? you're in line, if you're in line to get a COVID test, you're still getting a hug. Strangers, <laughs> <laughs> anybody. All right, here we go. Wags, here's a little drop. Here we go. Oh shit! Did I share audio? We'll find out. Here's 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 our jingle for Doughboys. Dough, Doughboys, Doughboys podcast. I I didn't share audio, did I? Yes, you did. No, you did. I heard it. Oh, you did. Yeah, I heard oh, I it. did. I okay. All right, all right. I didn't think. All right, all right. Starting again. Sorry. 
Leave all this I in. I'm so confused. Here's 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 our jingle for Doughboys. Dough Doughboys Doughboys podcast. Just same theme as five dollar foot long. <laughs> same outcome for the hostess, Jared, too. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm at a good age for for scaring teens now. 2022 Wags finally reached his final form. <laughs> oh jeez. That was a weird moment for me because you said, "Oh, I didn't share audio," and I thought that was part of the drop because I because your face was was small on the screen where the 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 your screen share was taking up the Wags real estate. We've done this show so much you can't tell reality from drops. No, it's out of control. Every drop should automatically include. Mitch messing up the drop from now on. <laughs> Hold on so Weiger doesn't know what's minute. happening. So it's built into every drop. It's like Mitch's like, here, uh, I'm going to play the drop. And then halfway through, it's like, oh, God damn it. I didn't, <laughs> did I share the audio? I did share the audio. Did I? And then it goes back into it. But it's Hodgman, part of the confused right now. He thinks this is still part of the drop. He's <laughs> this, is, this is part of the drop. Hey, double read. This is me from the past. I'm part of the drop. <laughs> wow. Mind is exploding. Arby's like has essentially an identity problem with its brand. <laughs> there, I did a drop. <laughs> Pretty good one, honestly. That was great. Hey, Doe fam, this was this was a good drop as well. I just <laughs> I just hate hearing us like eat shit like 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 when we're te- when you know when we're doing bits or something on the show. It's it just I guess I just hate hearing the show again. Yeah, when we have to hear our own show. I know. And you hear how bad it is. Right. It bums me out, I guess. Is it the, bums the you out when line. the listeners force you to listen to your own show. <laughs> yes. I understand. But you see That's... why maybe you deserve it. Yes. <laughs> That's why people keep listening. <laughs> Going to isolate the trash that they had to absorb orally and give it to us. Yeah, no, that's 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 the and that's why drops are tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should say maybe we should make a rule of no not using the show. But I mean, I think that would make things impossible. Hey, Dofam. Submitted for the approval of the Doughboys Midnight Society. It's, it's after Wagner's bedtime. I caught this drop. Eat fresh. And congrats on winning iHeartRadio's best food podcast. We hope all the new mm. listeners enjoy the cum jokes, pedophile bits, and Heathcliff references. Sincerely, Kim from Cleveland. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Great job. Wow. And thank you, iHeartRadio. Thank you, iHeartRadio. I hope your bribe money is treating you well, you <laughs> craven fucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Weiger said, Emma said, where should I send the trophy on the text chain? She said, where should I send the, tr- the trophy for winning the iHeartRadio award? And Weiger's <laughs> response was, to the dump. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I said, I take it. I'm going to proudly yeah, display the iHeartRadio trophy. It'll be on your shelf next to the Captain Phasma figurine. Sure, why Pop. not? And the monster jar you made at Color Me Mind. Mitch, we have great guests today, as I mentioned earlier, from the animated Boy, series it really, must, it really must be terrible to be an award-winning podcast. I understand how <laughs> difficult it must be. I'm sorry that this has happened to you. I was excited about it. This is why. This is it's all nice. on Wiger. It's nice. It's nice to when people praise you. The animated series Dicktown is Thursday nights at 10 on FXX starting March 3rd and on Hulu the next day. John Hodgman. David Reeser here. What's up, dudes? Hello. Hi. It's me, Thank David. Thank you. 
Thank you for having us on. Thank you both for making time for us. David patiently waited till the guest introduction. Yes. Unlike someone else. Unlike all other guests that I've ever heard on the show. <laughs> did I wait too long to start talking? No, you no, did no, everything, no, no. You're great. Did everything You're right, Total David. Pro. You start over. I can start talking as soon as the show starts. As everyone knows, <laughs> season one of Dicktown is available now on Hulu, bit.ly slash Dicktown, D-I-C-K-T-O-W-N. That's what we named our show. Season two returns March the 3rd. Tomorrow, if you're listening today, with me right. and David Reese. So happy. We'll actually be, it will be a week from today, if you're listening today. Okay, a week from today, if you're listening today. A week today. from today. Set a reminder. Next Thursday. Hey Siri, remind me to watch Dicktown on FXX at 10 p.m. one week from today, if today is today. <laughs> Definitely activated my Hey Siri, and I hope I got some of your listeners as well. Now that I'm the most hated man, let me let me reintroduce my co-host, David Reese. Are we the co-hosts? <laughs> this is our podcast okay. now? Now that I'm the most hated man, let me introduce my 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 co my co-star and co-creator of Dicktown, David Reese, my old friend. A great show. Happy to have you both. Thank you, you would, very much. You would know. As I would know, I was gonna say I had the honor. I didn't know if I could say it but I, I had the honor of of being in an episode this season and i it was a, yes. a blast it was an honor to work for you guys and it was and it was a great it was very funny the episode's very funny the premise wow. of the show and then we'll do get into we'll just this is always be plugging we are the host of always the be show. plugging yeah we are okay. <laughs> the premise of the show dicktown is that my character is an encyclopedia brown type boy detective who has grown up into a sad middle-aged man and david reese is my uh former high school bully who is now my hired muscle driver and unlikely friend. And we solve mysteries <laughs> for teens, including a young teen named Mitch. That's right. Who wants us to clear his name because he is the school high school sports mascot, Grubby, mm. based, based somewhat, 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 and definitely legally on Gritty, right. the, the Flyers mascot. Mm-hmm. And he's and uh, and he says that uh, another person has been wearing a grubby costume all around town and farting in stores and making a mess and he's in trouble. <laughs> and I also wanted, I love it. you know, I had pitched. And this is this is based on my real life thing. This is real someone, life story. Someone was, yeah, dressing yeah. up as me farting in stores. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had to cast you because no one so fully resembles a big head mascot in real life as you. <laughs> So that was a given. And then, and then I had suggested to the team, Damn, Spooman and Rose. David Reese may not even know this, but I had suggested that, uh, that we cast Weiger as Mitch's mother who shows up in the episode. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I had wanted Weiger to be Mitch's mom. True team, team stuff. Yeah. But, um, Floyd County are, our producers who are, uh, they also create Archer, which is a successful animated show. Oh Yes. They said, um, this, you have to remember that your cartoon is not not a, a fan fiction for a podcast. <laughs> right. It's not a Doughboys fan fiction. This is actually a TV show that you're making. Yes. Weiger does a pretty good impression of my mom, Wags, if you wouldn't mind showing John. Yeah, it's uh, your, your mom, I always feel like, is just yelling at you from the other room. Uh, something like, Michael, I made you a tuna sandwich for your record. That is true. Yeah. And that's often a thing that happens. She'll have made a tuna sandwich for you and bring it in while you're recording. Hell, she's going to be out here next week. I hope that happens during a record 
with a tuna sandwich, I would be very happy. A great, my mom makes a great tuna sandwich, Wags. Sourdough, wow. toasted, mayo, tuna fish, chopped up onions, red onion, chopped up pickles, all in there. Oh, Sounds all great. mixed into the salad. That's right. Ooh. Tuna salad sandwich. Tuna salad sandwich. Classic That's sandwich. Right. Yeah. Michael, I hope they don't cast Weiger as me in Dicktown. It'll be too meta. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Listen, too meta. Yeah. David Reese, what do you put in a tuna salad? I'm not the host of the show. Why am I talking? Goodbye. No, this is a great no, I question. Love this. this is a great question. Should I answer it? Please. Yes. It's just, um, let's see, tuna, mayonnaise, <laughs> red onion. I also do red onion. Great. I don't know. I mean, growing up, it always had celery in it. I usually don't bother buying celery because then you just have so many stalks of celery. Although in the last yeah. six months, I did start. Sw- I tried to start. I was, I was trying to lose weight, so I stopped eating pimento cheese with crackers and just started eating pimento cheese with celery, which probably made a little bit of a difference. But it's kind of like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic a little bit. But for a long time, I would never just bother buying celery because you would use like half a stalk of celery to make a tuna salad sandwich, and then you'd have like fifty stalks left. You know, in getting yes. some big celery out there in North Carolina. Well, celery is it celery takes up a lot of I mean, it's interesting. It's mostly water, actually. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. Um, there's a lot of water in, in celery. It's really fibrous, um, but it takes up a lot of space. It's really bulky. And if you have other stuff in your um vegetable crisper, the celery blocks out a lot of it. And it's basically like f- filling half of your vegetable crisper with packing peanuts. Because they're just taking up space and you're not really ever going to eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. I, no, I'm with you. I I agree. I, I, I like celery with peanut butter, but I, I, how often am mm. I going to snack on, on that? I guess, if I, I guess like you're yeah. saying, David, if I have that in my crisper, I'd probably try to eat it as quick as possible just to get it out of there. Yeah, that's and that's totally what I do. It's like, I got to get through all this celery tonight. You know, it's like, <laughs> I got one tub of cheese and five stalks of celery. It's go time because... <laughs> You don't want it to get, you know, when it starts to get all yellowy and and soft and, oh, and yeah. it's really crisp and fresh. It's actually like really fun. And then, um, you know, my my sister in law taught me something really interesting. I never knew about it. It's like a huge complaint about the celery is when you eat it and you get all those celery strings gunked up in your mouth, and you yeah. know, it's just like chewing old yes. shoelaces. I never knew this until she showed me. Like she showed me this like eight years ago. You can just strip off. On the outside of the celery stalk, you can just strip off all those strands. Holy shit. You know, Come it's on. like husking corn. It's the same. Um, it's like taking the corn the corn silks off an ear of corn, and then you can eat the celery. You don't have the little strings in your mouth. I've never, never known that in my whole life. That's an incredible celery hack right there. Yeah. We celery should all hack, know that. Yeah. Emma, did you know this? Emma's shaking her head. I was muted. Sorry. No, I did not know this. And I'm floored and I'm going to go buy celery and try it because that's my right. favorite like, part of celery. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it literally was like an ad for celery. She was like, oh, I love having celery for celery. I was like, but how can you eat all that celery with those horrible fibrous strings? Isn't celery one of those foods that's like negative calories? Like it yeah, takes more because calories. Because you're burning yeah. calories yeah. chewing. Right. It's like ice, you know? Yeah. Celery. Bringing in laws together now without strings. Brought to you by the Celery Council. <laughs> and if you're if you're like me and you and you, you're trying to lose weight and you don't want to give up your pimento cheese habit, if you mm. don't have any celery in the house, you can always put pimento cheese on ice cubes and eat it that way because that's go. also a negative, <laughs> dear lord, also a negative calorie food. 
<laughs> celery, celery, and ice cubes. Yeah. The, uh, John. Yes. David. David mentions pimento cheese. Yes. Uh, you, you, you gave you gave me a gift this year of pimento cheese. Is it the same pimento cheese? That no. David was eating. No. Okay. That was authentic North Carolina pimento cheese. The gifts that ah. we sent to. Our, yeah. our partners in this project. The pimento I, cheese I eat is just like the one ninety nine special at Trader Joe's. I don't know where it's made. It's not regionally authentic. You know David's always going to TJ's for all of his Yeah, snacks. last time we talked. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, last we time I, we were on this podcast, we talked about Trader Joe's, yeah. But pimento cheese, if there are listeners who don't know, our show, Dicktown, is set in a fictional town in North Carolina called Richardsville. And in the Carolinas, they have pimento cheese, which is what, David, like? Shredded cheddar cheese and I'm mayonnaise. a f- I'm a fool. I'm just putting all of this together. I I didn't I did not even I didn't I didn't get I did, I just thought it was a nice gift for I explained for it doing, to you for in doing the, the show. I wrote you a long oh. email explaining it, which uh, isn't getting the connection. So, someone someone's ringing my doorbell. I hold on. I gotta go. I got <laughs> hold on a second. I'm sorry. Let's find out who this is. Yeah, that's my letter explaining what pimento cheese is. It got oh, someone really is late. literally ringing his doorbell. Like, I thought yeah. he just didn't yes. want to have this conversation. No, no. This is a no, pro- this, a, is, this is a professional podcast. Yeah, he's. he's, I can even see him go to his door during record. Look at that! He's to answer his door. We can see him open the door. This is pretty common. He's got a big. Really, does he get a lot of deliveries? Big glass door. He's scratching his chin. He does get a lot of deliveries, and he does. He will not allow the person to just leave it outside. He has to go in person. Someone's coming in the house. Someone's walking into the house. Oh, it's two people. Okay, three people, people, multiple, three people, a crew of people, on. three different people with matching what polos is go- what is walking going into Mitch's house. I hope this is playing out loud into his apartment right now. I'm going to guess they're installing a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. <laughs> good guess, good guess. <laughs> Mitch, what the hell is going on? Who are those people? What was I'm, that? I'm getting 5,000 Tiger Bites delivered and they sent a crew. <laughs> it looked like a dance team. <laughs> uh, my my One of my windows is, is not working, so uh, okay. uh, there's... Uh, the developers they they they've sent over some uh some some great people to to help fix the window. They seem, they so, seem is that nice. good for podcast recording it. to have a window installed while you're recording? Yeah, you, know, you scheduled this, the window for when we were recording Doughboys. Right. Yeah, we need three hours. Can it expand <laughs> exactly when we have our record scheduled? Okay, that is that is not that's not how it happened at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, pimento cheese is shredded mm. cheddar cheese and mayonnaise and cayenne pepper and pimentos, the stuff that's stuffed in olives, all mixed up. It's like a salad, and you have it like a, a tuna salad sandwich, except it's pimento cheese sandwich. It's cheese salad, it. basically. It's a cheese it's fantastic. salad. Fantastic. Yeah. I love and it. In Can't our, get and Dicktown, the first episode, the pimento cheese recipe is stolen. And that's not the episode you were in, so you wouldn't know. Right. right. I, made a, I made myself a grilled pimento cheese sandwich with that. And also, my mom and sister were just. In love with the pimento cheese, yeah. they were they were it wasn't, we were. it wasn't for them. I tried to tell you this is you only did say for this you. over and over. Are they cast I, actually, members? I even I even told them that that was well. My mom is kind of almost in there. In a way, she kind of is. That's there is a character playing your mother. Yes. So she, I felt like maybe my sister was just the one that should have been excluded. Definitely, your sister should not have had any of your pimento cheese. <laughs> We were eating it with crackers, and we were loving it. It was a great uh, sure. holiday treat. Sure. It was, when we came up fantastic. with the idea of, Thank a, you both. Of, a, of a wrap gift, you're welcome, of course. You're wonderful in the show. And we came up with the idea for a wrap gift for all of the, for all of the cast and the guest stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. We thought to ourselves, well, we could send a tote, a tote bag or, you mm-hmm. know. New windows. Some, 
yeah, why wouldn't we send something that is, you know, <laughs> custom made and perishable? That that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I I think we may have accidentally Look at that poisoned. window installer in the background. Yeah. yeah, what is going on? I've truly never seen this ever being on a podcast where. <laughs> This, this so is wild. But look, this is like if you have that ring doorbell or you have one of those cameras where you can watch your dogs during the day. Yes. <laughs> I've just never had this kind of voyeuristic thrill before. No, this is it is it is wild. What is happening is it is it is wild, but it, but it, it's a good thing. It's a it's a good thing. No, I'm, I'm glad your window's getting repaired. Yeah. And I might Let have to actually you- take Take okay. another second to second. Go ahead, Wags. Ask okay. any question you want. I, I was going to and, and I wonder if this is completely uh, beyond the pale for someone from North Carolina, the land of pimento cheese. But I will sometimes get pimento cheese. I've been to places where they put it on a burger. And I think that's yeah. pretty toothsome. Mm. You think that's pretty what? Toothsome. I like it. I'll take I'll take pimento cheese on a burger. Will you, eat it, will you eat a burger with blue cheese on it? Oh, yeah, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah why it makes not? sense. Yeah, it's the yeah. Same, I think it's the same kind of vibe. It's like okay. it's super rich and kind of heavy. To, you can you put know, it on crackers. Rich. You can put it on mm-hmm. celery. You can put it on a burger. Mm-hmm. You can have it cold in a sandwich, grilled in a sandwich. You can have it almost any way. When I'm trying to lose weight, I don't put it on a cracker, though. I just wake up at 2 a.m. and eat it with a spoon until it's gone. <laughs> Save those cracker and celery calories. Right. I I, 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 I I enjoyed it on a on a cracker. I didn't try the celery, but I did try But you didn't it. get poisoned, did you? I did not get poisoned. Yeah, because okay. it's highly it was... perishable food, we realized after we had made the order. Oh, is like, it really? We're, we're sending well, this pre- to our our the people the, the incredible talents who donated, well, basically donated their time. There was some nominal payment, but basically made our show better. <laughs> and now we're sending them what could be poisoned by the time it arrives. Oh wow. I no, I did I did not, I did not, I was not poisoned, but I did eat it late a little later. Okay, um, good. Well, you look great and you sound great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. It's not a slow setting in poise. It would be like immediate. We would know that. No, it's six was to wrong, nine right? months. Yeah. <laughs> it's real slow. It would be kicking in around now. If it were bad. Oh, wow. Right. What is it? We're still in February, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would be yeah. kicking in around now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. Well, hopefully not during this pod, because especially because there's people here. Are and you not? On the I'm sorry. Line. We wouldn't want anything to distract the podcast. No, you're right. <laughs> Are you not self-conscious doing your podcast while there's people in your house? Oh, no, very self-conscious. Oh, okay. All right. But you just and know you have to get it done, and so you just have to put them yeah, out of mind. They can listen to you right now, and they're only hearing your side of the conversation, right? Yeah. No, it sucks that there's there. It sucks that there. The, I feel bad for the people here who hear the podcast and hear how much it sucks. Oh right, it's the truth. But maybe if you maybe they'll maybe podcast. at the end of, maybe when they're done installing the window, one of them will be like, "Hey man, were you recording a podcast? It sounded really cool. What's the name of it?" And then you'll That's get a, a new listener. There you right? go. I, can, I, don't, I don't know if that will happen. I can tell that Mitch is Mitch is. Uh, would it be fair to say that you are normally fairly self conscious? Yes, because I don't think you're enjoying this having these. Have, having these people in your house while you're doing the podcast, one hundred percent. Yes, yeah, you're right. I feel like David. I think Mitch is so self conscious; his heart's about to explode. <laughs> I, no, I feel that. I mean, I kind of want him to talk more about it, but I don't want to put him in the situation of having to discuss having these people in his house overhearing him while mm-hmm. there are literally people while in his overhearing. house overhearing him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to go into that mode where it's like you're on the phone with your friend and. You're talking about something you can't talk about with the other person in the room, and you just go into uh huh, mm hmm, 
David is David is one hundred percent right. I, I will say that much. Yeah, I'm so, I would okay. be in agony right now. <laughs> I would yeah. be in absolute agony. Hey, Mitch, where are those classic uh, semen jokes that you often make on the podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> John, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nick. Uh, I mean, hey, Mitch. Why don't you talk uh, like you always do about? What uh, Nick Weiger can do to his own body. <laughs> All right. Now mm-hmm. the now the work mm-hmm. crew's like, God, this guy. Someone's really making this guy laugh on his podcast. He's all he's doing is laughing. <laughs> this must be a good podcast. <laughs> I think this should be an impetus, Mitch, to get a private space to record because mm-hmm. you record in the common area of your open floor plan. As as we mentioned earlier, I went, I saw your new place last night. Oh, spent some mm-hmm. time in it. It's very open. You could not be more public, more like at, at like in the center of everything where you record the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just gonna do that for you. <laughs> He's doing it so good. Oh my god, it's so good. This is so good. I'm gonna just do that for Wags because I also just don't like what he's saying. So I, I'm just gonna kind of ignore him anyways. But uh, but uh, you're right. The 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 uh, I have a uh, I have a little room for that. I'm gonna make into a, a bit of an office. Uh, at some there you point. Go. Nice. That's, uh, but this that's, is so electric. I mean, this is so. This is you know, it's like it's so crazy. Yeah, no, 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 a hundred, a hundred percent. It's like I, a high I, wire act, and it, you start recording. You're like when you uh, you could probably couldn't hear this, but when you got up to go answer the door, like we could all see you go to the door and answer, and open the door. It was like so nuts. Yeah, I actually heard you. I I could I heard you through my headphones. Still, I have oh, wireless of course, headphones. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was still was hearing everything. A little bit of a brag. Yeah. All right. It makes it feel. It's like doing a stand up <laughs> comedy set like in Times Square. It's like it's so ex, you're so exposed. Yes, I think no, it's, it's really bad. cool. Yeah, it's no, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad news. It's this it's would happen bad. at your old apartment too, Mitch. But it would be like you'd go answer the door, and it would be like your UPS driver, who kind of became a supporting character on the show because it would happen pretty frequently. And mm-hmm. you would have a little conversation with them, and then you'd come back and resume Sal. the show. Sal, we know yeah. Sal. Everyone knows yeah. Sal. Um, Who's your new UPS driver? Do you know? I don't know yet. Actually, hasn't been on the podcast. Call them up. Get them over. Yeah, let them in. Yeah, but let them in right now. I'm going to be right back. Sorry. Okay. Mitch is, this oh is not God, a bit. Mitch is actually leaving. He's actually leaving. Oh, well, so he left the front door open. I bet he's going yeah, to close the front door. Jar. Mm. He can hear us, of course. Yeah. He All did close right. the front door. Now he's and now up, he's, uh, he's talking talking to shouting something up the, up the stairs. The... He's like, oh don't. God. Yeah, I think the window looks nice. Oh, the front door just opened. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, the door is open. Mitch, the door is open someone again. someone coming in behind you. Mitch, reclose the door. Oh my God! They're gonna to have to replace that door along with that window. They're gonna be here. I love <laughs> it. Door guys, we'll just be setting up shop Bing back bong. here. Yeah, keep it going. You recording Doughboys? Sure. It's like the 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 scene in the Marx Brothers movie where everyone's piling into the uh, uh, yacht ca- or the you know the steamship cabin. Yeah, Boy, you I'm get old. some clumsy <laughs> piano movers coming in. Yeah, that's right. You got it. Yeah. What were they asking you from the top of the stairs when you were? Oh, you can't say it because they'll hear you, and then then they'll know you're talking. Forget, forget I asked. Forget I asked. There is there there is a thing where I am slightly nervous about the cat. So I so I'm wondering if I should take my my laptop and my recorder and go upstairs to check on them. But that seems like a lot of check uh, on what work. 
the cat. He's, he's got he's got his cats Wally and Irma upstairs. He's gonna he, and he's a panic oh cat God. parent, so this is gonna be a, a, another distraction. Here's what, do what we're gonna do. What do you think the window people are doing to your cats, Mitch? <laughs> he can't say because then they'll know he's talking about them. You just have to go through the options and have him grunt yes or no. Do you think your cats are safe? Don't ask him to blink twice because no. you can't tell. Do you think your cats yeah. are in danger? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go check out on your cats? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Mitch, you should do Mitch, it. Mitch, this is not a direction. This is a suggestion because I know you hate direction, but I think we should take a break since we're at about the, at the half hour mark anyway. You can check okay. on Wally and Irma, and then we can resume. We can resume the podcast. Is that all right? I love that idea. I love that idea. All right, great. Cool. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with more Doughboys. Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix. Wags, I've had a Helix mattress now for six years, maybe seven years. Wow. It's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Lux mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm-hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with our <sighs> guests, John Hodgman, David Reese, and Mitch and his window installation team. Mitch, <laughs> give us an update. <laughs> They're gone. The window installation okay. team is gone. They already did it? They already did it. It was wow. it was there it was the, the window was broken. They were they were they were they were it was very it's very funny because there's I'll uh, I'll decide. I mean, it's not funny at all, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but, but uh, <laughs> I got a text this morning that was like, we're going to have people on site today because uh, so your window is broken. And so uh, we might stop by anywhere between 12 and four or something. I said, what, okay, what do you mean by broken? The, the, the glass is shattered. It won't. Oh, no, actually, break it in? wouldn't go. It wouldn't go up and down. Wouldn't go up and down. Okay. The jam okay. was stuck. Right. Yeah. Um, and so. And and they came in and then they they they, they you know they came of course right when the podcast started mm-hmm. uh, and they came in they fixed the I window noticed. Mm-hmm. and uh, they they were here with with uh, with with someone who who I who I deal with with these broken issues and uh, is a, a little bit of uh, you know we butt heads a little bit on stuff and uh, You're talking about like your super you and the window team <laughs> basically yes whoa <laughs> and so. And she and and she was saying like, head? "What are you butt heads over?" That's the I bet that's the person who wasn't wearing the red shirt, right? <laughs> because oh, everyone was wearing a red sense. shirt except for one person. Is that the person yeah. who works at your facility or is your she compound? the supervisor who's your David? My answer to that the... is, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, got it. Yep. <laughs> Say no more. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a... Yep. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is your mommy mad at you? Mm-hmm. Is she standing beside you? Mm-hmm. Can you come over to play? Mm-mm. <laughs> so chaotic and then i and then i was getting very self-conscious uh as you guys noted and yeah. uh and then once i said like oh these people are listening to this podcast and it sucks and like i looked over and they like didn't really react and i was like oh boy this is this is the or or, or that one person didn't really react so Tough i got crowd. scared and just decided to stay quiet anyways look all in a all what made you worried about an adventurous what made you worried about your cats? What were you afraid was going to happen now that you can speak? Well, I had a couple of people over recently, and I, I just am worried. I'm, I'm nervous about myself because I put them in my room before all this started. Yeah. And then, but then just recently, I told Weiger this. I had a couple of people over, and I came downstairs, and the door was ajar. And then when I saw the door yeah. was open, I was like, I should make sure that the cats were in my room. Mm. I don't want them to get out. They will, coyotes yeah. will get them if they get out. Right. That is just, right. a, that is just a, a yeah, matter yeah. of fact. So I went and double checked on them. They're both great. They're both up there sitting in the room. They're doing fine. Okay. Okay. Um, but that that's as as a cat owner, that is, I think that's the bit, number one thing to me that is like the most stressful is just door checkage. You always got to check on your door. You got to make sure that the cats don't go about it. But John, anyways, what do you like in your tuna salad? <laughs> wow. There we go. What a pro. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, that was quite a journey. Um, I like may- mayonnaise and a little chopped onion, but no celery for me, thanks. Lots right, of black s- pepper. I love pickles on a tuna salad sandwich, but I don't add it in. But I might try that now because it sounds interesting. David and I both red onion in tuna salad, which I think red onion works better sure. in tuna salad. Okay. But I might be well, white onion overall. I'm sorry, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying I like I like might like white, white onion overall, but I like I like red onion in tuna salad for whatever reason. Yeah, White onion has more uses. Yeah, I, I, I think they, but, but red onion and, and tuna salad, I, I think I'm with you on there. Although, you know, hey, I'm not averse to green onion or some chives. 
throw mm. that in there. Here, here's mm-hmm. a tuna salad thing I'll do. And I learned this in, in back in the scouts. Nick Weiger's famous nine onion tuna salad. Every version of onion. <laughs> yeah, your one onion and tuna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, I would take the, oh, some shallots will be nice too. You can throw some shallots in, in, in a tuna Ooh, salad. Anyway, sure. I was going to say, yeah. uh, in the scouts, I learned you, you could chop up an apple and throw that in there. Oh, oh like that. No. Yeah, I know that type no. of, yeah. A lot of fun. And Nick, your favorite way to chop up an apple is? <laughs> All right. Look, he's unleashed. Let's get your door, t- your window team back in here. <laughs> Mitch is back. <laughs> I would have gladly said that Nick fucked an apple in front of those people. I would not have cared. <laughs> oh, it's easy for you to they say. They probably now, heard Mitch. worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> My mom used to make that iconic like '60s, '70s era molded tuna salad that you make in like a wow cake ring. Oh Whoa. yeah, and that had um. Everything we've mentioned, but it also had black olives and I think walnuts. That was heavy duty. Like that was a pretty dense gelatinous tuna salad. Yeah, that's like a like a holiday treat or something, right? Like that's would that be like uh, in an aspic or something or like I kind of I mean when I think back on it, it had that vibe to it. That kind of like like yeah, really decade specific (laughs) mouthfeel. You know, sure that you just don't feel that much anymore i did a thing in both david and i have podcasts he has election profit makers i have judge john hodgman always be plugging but the point is on judge john hodgman we did a thing over the holidays where listeners sent in their grossest family traditional treats and drinks that they have at the holiday it was like because somebody was had a fight with his friend because like you should add sprite to eggnog that's a that's a tradition in my family Hmm, and that's not very good but what turns out to be really good is eggnog with orange soda. Try it. Try Whoa. it. Wow. But someone else wrote in saying, our family has always eaten tomato soup pudding. And it's basically tomato soup, can of tomato soup, a lot of chopped up red onion, and then a packet of gelatin, and you put it in a mold. That's not right. Sounds gross. It comes out. It's solid tomato soup. You can make it into a sandwich. And it was really... I think there was also a pack of cream cheese in it as well. Jesus. Yeah, that sounds revolting. It was really not. It was this guy loved it. It was like we fight over who gets to have the last slice of tomato loaf. Yeah, the, but the heel. There was a of lot of gel- there were a lot of gelatin <laughs> salads in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. It was a big thing. A lot of people were fucking. One time you often you would make a gelatin salad and you would just drop everyone's uh, house keys in it. And then whoever's key you got. That's how families got started. That's how families got started. David, I would do blackout when I would go to, when I would eat at the period of my life where I ate at Subway quite a bit because yeah. there was one around the corner from me. Um, this is why well, I lived on Citrus Ave way back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. uh, right near Wilshire, between 6th and Wilshire. Um, I, uh, I would, there was a Subway right around the corner. I get Subway and I would do uh, a tuna, tuna sandwich. And I get it toasted too, kind of almost like a tuna melt. Mm-hmm. And I would do olives on there. I would do I would do a bunch of stuff, but olives were included. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 I would do yeah. I I always used to, when I would go to Subway, I would just always just get everything on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the way that you can make Subway decent is just by adding as much kind of veggies as possible. It's almost like you're making money <laughs> when you go there. If you put everything on it. You know, it's like it's people who know how to by weight, like 
let me show you how to maximize this uh, this salad bar. 100%. Don't put any lettuce in because lettuce is cheap and you're paying by the bucket, right? <laughs> Just get 12 hard-boiled eggs. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Did Subway get aware of that and then spinach like was an upcharge or, or, or is that is it oh, all really? just equal? I wonder. I, I don't know. I honestly don't even know. I think spinach you can still – I don't think spinach is an upcharge, but I honestly don't – like it, they, 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 they keep tweaking their menu. Uh, I would do black olives with, the, with tuna sandwich uh, – with the tuna on, at Subway as well. Like yeah, that would, that would, for whatever reason, that seemed to work. I mean also like Subway is, is – and this is both of your points, but it, it, it's – you're trying to do anything to sort of salvage the flavor, right? And and mm. so like something like like olives that that taste distinct, yeah, will right. make it a little bit more of a tolerable lunch. Yeah, yeah. Subway Mitch, olives. was this the subway between the Jiu-Jitsu Center and the Consulate General of Spain on Wilshire? I believe yes. Wow! Right next yeah. to a right next to a fat burger. Uh, well, there's an El Pollo Loco there now. Apparently. Yes. No, there's yeah. an El Pollo Loco yeah. is 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 there? Yeah, I just l- looked it up on on Google C- citrus and Wilshire. Yeah. Yeah. And there are yeah. a lot of, a lot of reviews here, like one star reviews saying, why won't they give me more black olives? <laughs> 15 different names. <laughs> this place sucks. S U X more black olives, please. They shouldn't limit the number of black olives. I should well, be able look. to get a sub of only black olives is weird. Black olive sub. <laughs> There's also some reviews of the Spanish consulate that say the same thing. Not enough <laughs> black true. olives. I was knocking on, but when I when I couldn't get my fix at Subway, I did go next door and <laughs> try to see if they could give me anything. Um, I, I, I uh, was that a knock? Yeah, that it was you banging like on it. the door of the Spanish. Consulate. Oh, oh, Jesus! <laughs> Abierto, por favor, Abierto, <laughs> Olivias. <laughs> <laughs> Yo necesito Olivios Olivios Negros. I think that's right. I don't know. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, that was pretty good. I thought that yeah, off the no, top of your head, that's it's that's a good decent. imitation of you trying to speak Spanish. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that knock was at my door, and I got very scared that, that there was more. So, yeah. I thought it was the drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, Mitch, I am a little concerned though that I did see you weren't looking, but we can see behind you, and I saw your door open. And uh, either a man or a woman in a full scream costume going upstairs. I'm not sure. If you're check that out. <laughs> oh, Ghostface is here. That's fine. Yeah, Ghostface. Ghostface is upstairs. Ghostface. There's no biggie. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I never ate tuna. T- not that this is a tuna app, but maybe now it is a tuna app. I never. I would never eat tuna just on its own. And then that all changed, Wags, when I got tuna mac at a little place called Clementine right near the Fox lot. I don't know. You, you, I know you've had Clementine. I know Clementine, yeah. I don't know if our guests know Clementine. Was it it's a it restaurant too, or like a food I truck? I don't know it. It's a restaurant right, right right behind the Fox lot, basically. And it's kind of like a, a little – it's, like it's like a salad and sandwich and like deli salads and stuff like that. But it's kind of upscale, and we went there because, through the Simpsons and – There'd be like a lot of like Beverly Hills moms and dads in line when I would go right. there to pick up lunch. Right. Right. Uh, but they had a tuna mac there that was like just like noodles and tuna and then chunks of cheddar. And it was fantastic. And I never really even had tuna mac. So I was, oh. you know, 25 years old. Um, tuna, was, are you talking about was, like tuna mac and cheese or tuna casserole? Or like a, a pasta salad with cheese, cubes of cheese and tuna in it? Yes, basically. Pasta salad with, 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 Yes. Not baked. Serve cold. Not warm. 
Not served cold, correct? Yeah, right. Got it. Yeah. And is the is the tuna like like canned tuna or like seared fresh tuna? It's it it it's like tuna fish. Like it's. I don't know why I'm asking. Help. The answer doesn't matter. It's disgusting. <laughs> you shouldn't have eaten it. It was delicious. No, that's I'm saying that changed my mind on to on uh on eating tuna without any bread or anything like that. Like I was always a tuna fish. First of all, uh, my 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 great. My my grandma's sister, mm. um, your great aunt, your grand yes, aunt, yeah, Mamie, and she was she was a great lady, and she made she would make tuna sandwiches, and she uh, one time she smoked all the time, and she asked and she ashed she didn't ask she ashed <laughs> she ashed in my tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, put a little and, pepper and, on this tuna mm. sandwich for you. <laughs> <laughs> little black pepper <laughs> and uh and that and it caused me to uh uh it to throw up and so i never <gasps> ate tuna Whoa. again Whoa, really and then, no. oh. and then it and not until i came back out to la I, when i went to subway i finally got tuna fish sandwiches but i never would eat it just by itself until tuna mac that's the, right. that's my or my that's my tuna fish origin story. brought you back that's cool it brought me back i'm sorry i cannot have a tuna fish sandwich years ago my Great aunt accidentally ashed a tiny amount of cigarette ash into it, <laughs> making me very ill. I will not have another tuna sandwich until a major international corporation starts serving it out of tubs with, <laughs> with their hands. I've never gotten sick from a Subway sandwich. Subway got you past an aversion. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Subway. <laughs> thank you, thank Subway. You, thank you for, for all you do, Subway. Bring Jared back. Bring him back. He's due. Uh, Tiger Bites is this week's chain. Not tuna, yeah. but Tiger we're discussing. Tiger Bites right. launches a ghost kitchen in July of 2020. I mean, Jared, Jared should follow up the Subway diet with like the the prison workout regime. I feel like he's probably in good shape, right? I, I heard he put on a bunch of weight uh, when, oh, he was, no. when he's in the joint. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. kind of wet regressed a little bit. You're, you're, you're writing to him, right? Yeah, this is our personal <laughs> correspondence. <laughs> Nick is Nick is showing up. It's like Mind Hunter. Like I want you to learn from you. I want you to understand. Nick, you can't keep using the Doughboys account to pay for your trips to visit Jared in prison. <laughs> so you don't understand the research I'm doing is going to change the world. Here's his letter to, to Jared. Are you my Tyler Durden? <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Go ahead, please. No, this is a uh, look. Tiger Bites is. We did not have a pleasant experience there. At least Mitch and I didn't, which we'll get into. But there's it was, no there there. Where did you go? There's it's no a ghost, there. It's a ghost kitchen. We did not have a we did not have a pleasant experience getting this food, that, which is part of Robert Earl's empire of ghost kitchens. Robert Earl founded Planet Hollywood. He owns Hard Rock Cafe, Buca di Beppo, Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy, a bunch of other chains, and he Bertucci's. launched. He launched uh, yes, and he, and he launched virtual dining concepts in 2018. So he was kind of on the vanguard of the ghost mm. chicken ghost kitchen trend. Uh, other ghost celebrity chicken. ghost chicken tr- trends. Some of these are chicken concepts, uh, including this one. Other celebrity virtual dining concepts, in addition to Tiger Bites, Mr. Beast Burger, which we reviewed on the podcast and did not like, Barstool Bites, Pauly D's Italian subs, and Barstool Steve Harvey's Bites. Family Food. So they do a bunch of these. Barstool Bites. Barstool bites. I was reading these off to David when we when we ordered our Tiger bites, these concepts, and David got family food and I didn't. This family feud, I didn't get that. It's a segment on Doughboys. 
Yeah, it was the only one that was not uh, uh, intrinsically repulsive to hear about. Poly D's Italian subs. That's fine. I'm sure those are fine. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Did we maybe get one of the worst ones? Well, look, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to tip the scales on 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 you know, I I don't want to tip and I don't want to give away what how what we're feeling here, but we got to get into it anyways. But we yeah. started before the episode even began. We were saying how last night sucked. I mean, the company sucked. Wait a minute. The meal sucks. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand. If I can ask you, I never heard of this idea of virtual dining concepts where mm. celebrities, people who have a profile mm. of some kind, or ideally like a lot of Instagram followers, right? Will license yes. their name yeah. to this company, which will then license some generic product under their name to existing restaurant kitchens wherever it's like a it's like a, a fast food franchise without the real estate so if you have yes in our case we we looked it up because we ordered over uh, uh seamless or grubhub or something and the address of tiger bites quote unquote matched with an address of a thai restaurant right david yeah over thai in restaurant. Hill? Yep. yeah so this thai restaurant obviously has a deal with virtual dining concepts to sell these chicken nuggets. Yes. So there is no restaurant. So where did you go exactly? We didn't go anywhere physically, although you can pick it up from certain locations. Uh, yeah, although okay. the, there's not nowhere in really in in L.A. proper. You would have had to go out to Granada Hills to pick it up, which is partly why Mitch and I ended up having our meal together. It That's would not right. deliver to where I live, but it would deliver to where Mitch lived. And we figured we I invited myself over uh, and right. uh, you were OK with that. And is that is that when you fucked up his window? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we weren't going to we, we both decided suck. not to talk about that <laughs> on the episode, but that peri-peri dust on those chicken nuggets kind of <laughs> went to your head and <laughs> Mitch started throwing you so let me see if I can throw you through this window. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a uh, so basically, yeah, the, the way that the short of it is, Hodgman, you basically figured out exactly how this works. It's just it, it will be uh, oftentimes it's an existing chain restaurant. I mean, Mitch, you you experience oh. your like 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 Buca de Beppo has a lot of these, you know, the the buddy, uh, the the Robert Earl owns a lot of Buc or owns Buca de Beppo. So oftentimes they, their kitchens will be used. But the, you experienced that a which restaurant was it a Bertucci's, Mitch, or was it a D'Angelo's? No, it was it was Bertucci's. It was a Bertucci. So they're just using their existing kitchens. It made me very sad. They're using their existing kitchens because their dining rooms are are not getting doing the same volume to do more takeout orders. And then so they just they have the same shit they use, you know, for their own recipes and they just reappropriate it for whatever's on the NASCAR refuel menu. So mm -hmm. that's what's happening with Tyga Bites. And I don't know where exactly ours was prepared at. There's there's also two some dedicated ghost kitchen spots. I've been to a few of those, and those are really grim. It's just basically an industrial kitchen with a, a, a you know with a storefront that feels like a mail room where they're just like they're they're prepping Jeez. like eight different restaurants in the same place. So that's what this is. And and you're allowed to just go eat there or look around. Some of these places you can pick up from. Some of them have okay. pick up, like like, it, but it. but for the most part, these places are delivery only. And you uh, go and pick you go and pick up and then refuse to leave. You just stand there awkwardly in the corner. I just hang out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I just like to see what's happening. No. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I apologize. No, this is great. The oh. so it and so Tiger bites Mitch. We ordered or you ordered, mm -hmm. and I guess we That's should right. start with that the family packs 
which are how you get a bunch of these different bites because you're basically their entire menu is chicken nuggets and tots. That's it. That's all they There's offer. There's a cookie and though. Then- There's a bite-sized cookie. There is a cookie which we got. Well, although if yours was if yours was bite sized, yeah, if yours was bite sized, then that was not our experience. Okay. Yeah, but they have, but they have, they have what they call cookie bites. Uh, they have, they have tots, and they have chicken nuggets, uh, chicken bites, which are which come with some sort of dust and a bunch of different sauces. Uh, so basically, like like ordering the family pack, Mitch. You still you were locked into only one dust. You had to make a bunch yes. of individual orders in order for us to try all the different dusts. Which is yeah. something that Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, they don't you, you can select more than one flavor. Or Wingstop, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, or Wingstop anywhere. I mean like m- most wing crude. places. So you, now you have like, you know, whatever, 40 nuggets with one. So we oh, did yes. a bunch of, we did a bunch of a riding solo, I, I believe is what it was called, right, Wags? Rolling solo pack, yes. Rolling solo. That's Sorry. the combo. You get an eight-piece with a tater tots. Mm-hmm. And uh, your choice of dust and two dips. Your choice of dust. Yes. <laughs> it was dusty. Very appetizing. <laughs> they need to work a little on that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the dusts are black garlic, lemon black pepper, and peri-peri. I had lemon black pepper. That was the one that sounded like the best. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's get into it. I, I don't I don't know if you were right, David. It, it it maybe does sound like the best, but Nick and I both agree, probably thought that the that the black garlic was the best dust. Yeah, black garlic or no dust were probably my two yeah. favorites. Yeah. But look, everyone's dust rate rankings are going to be different, so I guess we should just That's, we should get into. Yeah, I, I, my, my thought is that it was kind of interesting that Nick we said this like I would eat a nugget and be like the nugget actually isn't bad just as a nugget. Yeah. What? Like, I mean, here and ours, ours, ours were warm enough and, and kind of juicy enough that I was like, these are fine as a nugget, but this place as a fine. whole sucks. Yes. Like, a, like my, my, my thought is that as, as, as a whole, it sucks. But David, also, if someone was like, I thought that the nuggets suck shit, I also would believe them. Right. <laughs> and understand where you're coming from. You wouldn't think they were lying. I no. wouldn't think you were right, lying. <laughs> okay. There's so much variance with these ghost kitchens yeah. because they 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 instantly scale up to 1,200 locations, and these are a bunch of kitchens for different restaurants. the The employees are all used to making different things, so yeah, they'll they'll be all sorts of yeah. Who fucking knows if your nuggets? You don't all think Robert like Pearl and his cool son Robbie Pearl aren't personally overseeing consistency <laughs> across the brands? Someone's gonna get some book. Someone's gonna get some book deal where the, the book deal where they explore like the very subtle regional differences in the Tiger Bites ghost kitchens. It's like the ones on the East Coast; those are usually fried in a different type of oil than the ones yeah. on the West Coast, and that affects the adhesion of the dust. So that Malcolm Gladwell black lemon pepper dust in California Tiger Bites is a little different than that in New England Tiger Bites. Yeah. <laughs> I could Look, not stop looking at this website for virtual dining concepts. It's, so, uh, it's fascinating. It's grim. Robert Earl and his little like Roman Roy son, Robbie Earl. Yeah. He's he's the second generation restaurateur, inherited a passion for the restaurant business and fast growing restaurant delivery trend. It's so weird. No, it's, it's, it's so weird. And also it is the sad thing of these, they come into, I've talked about this before, Hodgman, but I, but I, uh, I it's a sad state of the world where I'm rooting for Bertucci's. I have to root for like Dunkin' Donuts and Bertucci's 
or like s- smaller. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts not including that. More like like Bertucci's and Papaginos, which you gave a bad rating to. Uh, because wow. I have to. Okay. Because, okay. Because I have to. I I have to. And so did Nick. Because I have to root for these kind of like smaller chains. And the and and Bertucci's in these places are they do get taken advantage of, and then it's sometimes like you guys are saying, just like a local Thai shop is just like oh like uh, they'll just get taken advantage of by these ghost kitchens, and they'll get paid a, a little bit of money. They have to do it because they'll get paid money, you know, in some way. Well, how but. are they getting taken advantage of? Well, I I don't know if it's the kind of thing where it's I mean if if it if it seems it might be one of those things where a lot of times with these arrangements it seems like it makes business sense, but then when you actually get into it, you're like, well, we're 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 making we have razor thin profit margins here, right? You know? yeah. But I honestly don't know. I don't know exactly how these work. I don't because know because the thing about says, the website is, and this is obviously this predates the coronavirus, but on the website now the language is very much like we are here to help struggling restaurants. Yes, who are not having the volume they used to have because of COVID. Let us, you know, you have excess capacity, right? Once a kitchen is yeah. open, you need to keep making money through that kitchen. Like you can make up some losses with Tiger Bites or Barstool Binkies or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think I think specifically maybe the staff is getting taken advantage of the most. Like they like so sometimes there'll be like sure. four or five of these ghost kitchens working in one place, and so it's basically the same staff. They use that same staff of like Portucci's or whatever, right? And I now see. they're making things for like five different restaurants and basically just like you know uh, uh, wearing them down. Uh, but yeah, that's but, a good point, Mitch. But 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 I think David, I think you're right that that is. It is that sort of thing of hey, if your business is struggling, you can have one of these places come in. It's just kind of a dark. It's a grim thing in general. It's like dystopian. Yeah. It feels. It feels like it's a, a a virus infecting these like regular restaurant kitchens. Get the Tiger Bites virus, and now they have to make Tiger Bites. <laughs> yes. Hold on, you're saying the phenomenon of ghost kitchens is dystopian you don't like that phrase ghost kitchens i think it sounds hot as hell Death I definitely and spirituality go. and food that's like the best it's everything. i definitely want to check out a ghost kitchen it the sounds ineffable like a, the ghost and the material the kitchen sounds like a miyazaki movie to me i wish it were cool isn't this what we've been striving for for these two thousand years it is it is it's 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 grim but i mean the world is yes. grim so it's fitting right. uh and, in, and in what could times. be what could be grimmer for example if you're a thai restaurant and you you've come to this country or or your parents came to this country and you're trying to keep their family restaurant alive serving recipes from your home country to a mm-hmm. neighborhood that you're invested in and the next day your boss comes in and says uh you're not doing that today Today you're making tostadas under the Mario Lopez brand. Yes. Or today you're today you're making sliders for TikTok <laughs> Kitchen. A thing that is gonna happen. TikTok Kitchen is real, yeah. They've got the tick. Robbie Pearl went out there. He's got he's honed relationships with the biggest names in Hollywood, sports, music, YouTube, and digital celebrities. And he TikTok, TikTok Kitchen is a real kitchen. one? Yeah, yeah. A real TikTok one. Yeah, oh my coming God. soon. TikTok Kitchen. That does seem weird and gross. MS Word Salad Bar is the one I'm waiting on. <laughs> is that a good joke? I like it. Talk? <laughs> programs, computer programs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
As, aside weird. from this, this just keep kind of being a soulless enterprise. What we encountered with Mr. Beast, Mitch, and what we also encountered with, and and it's a bummer because he's a chef and he should know better. But Guy Fieri's Flavor Town Kitchen, which is also mm. one of these virtual like, dining we concepts, we like Guy too. We like Guy Fieri as a guy, but his Ghost Kitchen was subpar. Is that the quality of these? Yeah. is just very, very low. And that's definitely the case with Taiga Bites. Um, let's get into what we ordered and and what we ate. Mitch, we basically tried everything. David, it sounded yes. like you got the, the lemon pepper. And and what else did you get? I, tr- <laughs> I don't mean to be a party pooper, and I do like fun food, and I like fried food, and I like to eat all kinds of food. Yeah. I really deliberately limited my exposure to these Taiga Bites. Mm-hmm. I think fair, I told John, like, like, let's get the least amount of Taiga Bites we have to get in order to get on this podcast to promote Dick Town. Like, <laughs> let's each just get, like, a nugget a la carte, right? right? And we don't need the dust or anything. We just we mm-hmm. need to be able to say, yes, I tried it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I just got an eight, I think eight piece is the smallest unit they come in. Yeah. Right. And so I just got eight piece with lemon black pepper. And then that allowed me to choose two dipping sauces. Yeah. And I think the dipping sauces, I, I mean, I thought about it and I thought about it. This is before Hodgman was like, I'm just going to order every dipping sauce. So I actually didn't have to make this decision. But I was like, I think the ones that would go best would be chunky blue cheese and I might have just ranch. Went, I think I wimped out ranch. Went with blue cheese and ranch. Like it's probably yeah. just emptying salad dressing into a cup. Like I can live with that. I mean, we'll get to what it was actually like. <laughs> but so that's all I ordered. And then and then, and then I think John ordered just about everything else. Well, I felt the need uh, to do due diligence for the podcast. So I did get the at least two dusts. I got the le- the lemon pepper dust. No, you got the lemon pepper dust. We also got a plain because we wanted to try yeah, baseline, just sort of naked control group baseline for the control dust. nugget. Yeah. 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 And then the, peri, the peri-peri dust. Right. Why don't they just call it dirt? Like, what dirt do you want on your nuggets? <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> what connotes freshness greater dust. than the idea your, your nuggets are dusty? Is that from yeah. Dune? They talk about dust? Spice. spice. The spice must flow. But don't they also talk about dust? No, that's oh. from the. Uh, uh, oh, that's um his dark materials. His dark materials, yeah, okay. right? The amber spyglass and the. Maybe right. that's where it comes from. I saw Dune just the night before I saw Weiger. Man, that movie sucked too. Um, wow. How dare you? Well, just I'm here to announce the final uh, season of Dicktown <laughs> will be wrapping up. I'm sorry, I really end of March after. Uh, I'm so tired of pretending things are good that aren't good. Um, David, I lo- Dune was one of the rare things statement. I loved. Yeah, no, I, I I generally endorse that, but I I did like Dune. I enjoy I enjoyed Dune, but I but I and but I endorse that statement a hundred percent. I it's watched funny. it under really bad circumstances. Let me say that I watched it like first thing in the morning on a Sunday. Speaking of dust, it was like the light is when the, you see the dust in your living room swirling, in fr- which actually sure. is good for Dune, right? Because yeah, no, that would work. The planet is just yeah. filthy with sand and dust. Like that's the whole point, right? What are we going to do with this godforsaken right. planet anyway? Sorry, I've, I've, you, David. I've, I've heard. I've heard people look as someone who's expressed his movie opinions and and uh, and gotten in himself in trouble on this podcast myself. Uh, I, I I do I do it far too often, and and I am sa- I. It is a sad world where you have to pretend stuff is good and it sucks. Uh, Dune, Dune, I did like, but I know that a lot of people didn't. I've talked to some people who did not like it, so I think that you're. I not think alone it looked really opinion. cool and crazy, but even some of the cool looking stuff, it just felt too. 
you know, just that CGI thing where you can't help but be like, I know this isn't real. Like, I'm looking at, com- like, I don't know. Well, you I saw know. it the way it was meant to be seen, right? On a 1999 iPod or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First thing Sunday morning, sunlight blasting through, blasting through the, the blinds, creating patterns on the, on the screen. I'm a I'm into Dune. I'm an initiate. I'm a I'm a I'm into the Bene Gesserit. I'm a, I'm really into it. So I'm definitely biased. But I saw it in IMAX, and it was mm. in it was incredible to look at. Yeah, I saw it twice. Yeah. Second time I saw an IMAX, I loved it. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was nice to look at. But it's like all that stuff about like like where was everybody? Where was everybody on that planet? Uh, they, man, they had this whole. <laughs> da- David's here with me in Brooklyn. We're working on a thing. He's just in the next room. After this, David, come on in here. I'm going to draw you an incredible map. They had this. They were <laughs> hanging out in like this huge <laughs> palace, like this brutalist architecture. Yeah, there's like what you're six saying. people on the whole planet. Like you're supposed to run this whole. Like I thought you were like an invading empire or something. I well, get it's it. A, it's, I get it. It's an inhospitable desert planet, Arrakis. So yeah, well, the Fremen kind of have to make up. do. The only thing that was, and I, the only thing that was that was not ideal about my Dune watching experience mm-hmm. was that I only could get popcorn. I couldn't get these incredible dusted nugs dusted that are tiger nugs. bites. Would have been well, I will fitting. say it is weird when they're digging for spice and they find tiger nugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he says, "Papa, Papa, these are these the dusty nugs that were foretold in prophecy when I stuck my hand in that little box." <laughs> These are the spicy, dusty nugs. Yes, my son. Watch yes, out. A big son. worm lives under the sand Mommy and, and Earl. can pop up instantly and kill everyone. Yeah. Would, you keep, would you be able to keep your hand in the box? I think I would maybe die. No. No, I would not. No, I would die. I don't understand sure. that. I didn't. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the bites. You might, you, might, you, might, you might not like source material even, uh, even David, for, the, for Dune. Because I know that's in the, in the, the, the box is at least. Yeah, in, it's uh, very famous. Yeah. I know a lot of the quotes from Dune like, fear is the mind killer. We must have spice. <laughs> Ride the sandworm <laughs> if you're the king. <laughs> it's all <laughs> so silly. I think I just, I'm sorry. I just think on some level it's just like so silly. I think. It, 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 I, I think, mean, yeah, it's, it's fundamentally silly. Sure. David and I have been stuck together in a room for two weeks working on a, a different project from Dick Town. And I think what's happening is coming out now is that uh, it's been a little close quarters and David is waking up with violence on me. He's trying to, <laughs> he's choosing violence against me psychologically. I don't think it's, it's that. I, I just like think made up stories are silly. <laughs> anyway, Dick okay, Town. Okay, so just a criticism of free. fiction in general. <laughs> I read. I was uh, and and Hodgman. I'm getting the sense that you. Uh, that I, I think you said that you're a fan of the source material. I read the book yeah. as a little a little dorky boy reading my dad's copy of Frank Herbert's yeah. Dune and and loving every every page. So I I was mm. very excited for the movie and I felt like it lived up to my very high expectations. I Y K Y K. That is an internet slang uh, for uh, uh, some people get it, some people don't. If you yeah. crawl, you crawl. Oh, you don't have the movie. Now we're getting into some 80s sci-fi. Okay. Okay. So you thought I didn't know the 80s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I saw it in the theater. Now, Jamie, did, did, did you did you I, I gotta ask you quickly before we before we discuss these tiger bites, quickly, did you like the original Blade Runner? Are you a fan of the original Blade Runner? Are you Runner? asking me? Yes. Yeah, I love Blade Runner. I think I did, really like Blade Runner a lot. I think it's really interesting. Did you like the sequel that that the, the modern one with Ryan Reynolds or with um 
Uh, no, Jason uh, Gosling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gosling. I, yeah, Ryan Gosling. So I Ryan liked Gosling. it. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought that. Right. Yeah. He's the same, 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 same director. Yeah. Psych. You got tricked. No, same, I know that. I director. like that director. He's the guy who did Arrival, right? I love Arrival yeah. more than them all. Yeah, Arrival's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was very excited for Dune. It was like Hodgman's always like Dune this, Dune that. They're, can you believe it? It's a whole planet that has sand on it. You know, it was like, <laughs> I can't wait to see this movie. I was excited. I watched the trailer. I was excited. It has Zendaya in it. I love Zendaya. Timothy Chalamet. I loved uh, Call Me By Your Name. I was like, this is going to be terrific. And mm. I was just sitting there. I was like, oh my God, this is boring. And I know yeah. it's only one of three chapters and I won't really understand until they make all three chapters. Yeah, you, like, you, you still won't. All right. That, now, no, no one will. Yeah. Now I'm a little worried about John too, by the way, that you were so excited about the sand planet. Uh <laughs> And I love Tatooine. Remember the sand people in Star Wars and the Jawas and the Jawas drove in that huge no, trash compactor? No, no one remembers them. No. I, I, I mean, I find that stuff very evocative, you know, and like yeah. if you've ever seen El Topo, you know, that movie's like all sand-based or if you like that album Dope Smoker by Sleep and the cover art for that is all sand and Bedouins who have huge fucking marijuana tanks that they smoke out of. Like, I think all that, I, all that imagery and iconography, I just love. It's so, it goes so deep in our human experience somehow. People walking across these kind of ever-shifting, formless, sandy plains looking for anything of sustenance. Like, it's very primal and powerful to me. I'm really compelled by a lot of that. But and so when I saw Dune, I was just like, so disappointed. But enough, okay. I'm just... I, I, I think the I bottom line are, is, is that uh, you... Go ahead, John. Sorry. I was just going to say, uh, rest in peace your mentions, David. Because... <laughs> no one cares. Because right now, right now, there are... Of uh, at least one thousand dudes who are writing you the same email, daring, dear Mister Reese, you do not understand. The entire concept of Tatooine itself was stolen. From I understand Alexander that. Yodorowsky's I know. I Dune. totally read all that stuff, and I understood. Like, and when I when I heard about this novel Dune and how old it was and when it was written, it was like, oh yeah, George Lucas was really like stealing a lot of that stuff. But and maybe it was because I was first exposed to Tatooine, or because it wasn't all CGI, or because I just found like. You know, like, well, now that I think about it on Star Wars, Luke Skywalker's parents are like, what are they? They're like milk farmers or moisture farmers. They're moisture, moisture farmers. farmers. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the same thing. It's interesting. I'm going to do more thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> David, I think you're I think you're right in just that the everyone needs to chill out on uh, yeah. uh, on on on. You can. We can need to stop pretending that we like some movies, and people need to respect those opinions. That's yeah, all. It's okay it is. to have a dissenting opinion. It's okay to I dislike agree. something. Me too. Yeah, I. Yeah. You're not wrong, David. It's boring. I mean, I and I like. I want to say, like, for anyone who's mad at me and thinks like, well, this guy doesn't like to have fun. Like, I like to have fun, and I do enjoy movies, and I see a lot of movies. So. So, f- so fuck me. off. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to our final thoughts on Taiga Bites. Oh, boy. So here's how this will work. Wait a minute. Wait a we'll minute. We'll each go around I've and got 45 give an assessment. Pages of notes. What? <laughs> I have so of, much more to say. Of the nuggets. John, of, you can take as much time as you'd like for your breakdown. Of the cho- yeah. You, uh, Hodgman, you can start us off. Take as much time as you need. Uh, get as granular as you like and end that by giving it a score from zero to five forks. <laughs> we'll begin with you. Well, first of all, I sh- I feel like I'm as I am truly fascinated and repulsed by this entire concept of marketing of food. I mean, it is so utterly devoid of any 
genuineness, I guess I would say. Mm. Like if you <laughs> if you look at Tyga, they they have some photos of Tyga with the nuggets in in uh, on this website for virtual dining concepts. Let me find this thing. With his eponymous bites. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where where is he? His, he's he's if you go to the made tigabates.com rather. Uh, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's he, if you scroll down a little bit. Yeah, Tiger Bates is a different thing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, there he is. Like they could not even get him in focus. He was moving through this so fast. <laughs> like, like yes. he's like, where where are the nuggets over here, Tiger? Okay, good, you got it. Bye. I'm on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, the, he he did a video promoting these Tiger bites that was so haphazard and so sort of sort of like, oh, thanks for coming, Tiger. Um, can we, yeah, yeah, I'm done. That's good. Tiger bites, eat them. Bye. It's so ungenuine. I, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misinterpreting Tyga and Tyga's, uh, intentions here, but the whole thing seems so false. And, and like, we talk about empty calories. Like these were the most empty calories I think I've ever eaten. Yeah. And when I should have known, because when the guy dropped off our bites, I don't know whether he works for the Thai restaurant or whether he's just a, a independent delivery person who are also getting killed by these ghost kitchens too. I mean, literally yes. like it's really dangerous work. Yeah. And w- I've, I've ordered food delivered m- many a time. I've never been looked at with a face of such pure contempt and derision <laughs> as when this guy like literally <laughs> right. sneered at me right. when he handed over wow. the tiger bites. You know and what? Even deservedly. Even so-, so I, th- maybe <laughs> not you. I'm just saying anyone. I mean us too. Yeah. I was like, I should have been, I should have been warned that the guy tried to warn me with his look. <laughs> and then I was like, well, but at the same time, I enjoy a nugget. I enjoy a nugget. And I'm going to say the nut, the nuggets, David and I, I think had the almost same reaction right off when we tried that plain nugget, which is high school cafeteria nugget. Mm. Absolutely. Like, you know, like why, why would you need this in your life when there are so many other places to get nuggets that are as good or better? I don't know. Did come did come relatively warm, but then the sauces. I don't. We we looked up a review of the fake Tiger Bites kitchen on Seamless. There was one review. The guy didn't know he was reviewing this uh, Thai food restaurant, and he's like, "These sauces taste like soap." And we're like, "People can be so hyperbolic." The next thing I know, David <laughs> is spitting out a chicken nugget covered in chunky blue cheese. Sauce. I never spit out food. I never. Wow. Spit out food. I spit out food maybe like once every eight years. I spit out food twice when we were eating these damn nuggets. Yeah, no. Christ. Yeah, the sauces were, and you said it, David, it tasted like paint. Like there was a astringent, wrong taste mm. to that blue cheese that I had never had in my mouth and don't want ever again. Like it felt toxic. Like literally. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It was like there was something really, really wrong. And these are not, I can't blame the restaurant because they all came in prepackaged little cups. Mm-hmm. It's got to come with the Tiger Bites franchise kit. Right. Yeah. And whatever they're doing in, in Tiger Bites Central or Virtual Dining Concept Central, they're putting paint. They're putting paint in their condi cups. The Jamaican mm-hmm. jerk. And the same thing was, you know, the garlic, the garlic Parmesan dip was, I, I felt like I was licking. The inside oh, of a bargain Caesar salad dressing bottle. That one was bad. The garlic parm yeah. dip was. Nick and I were 
puzzled as to what it was for a long I time. I thought it was Italian dressing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely is that that was a that was a real low point. And the t- the tamarind chipotle, like this one offended me because it was basically just sugar and liquid smoke. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, this is not merely soulless. This is like totally disingenuous. No, like the guy who developed these recipes or was the culinary director of this is Eric Greenspan, who I guess was a Food Network host. Oh, yeah. And I think he needs to he needs to talk to Robert Pearl and Robbie Pearl because he can't be a monster, right? He has a <laughs> reputation. Right. Like <laughs> this stuff is gross. Like you can't. Steak, you can't put your picture on the virtual dining concepts and have them be shipping out sauces that taste like paint. And the ta- and like tamarind chipotle, it's not just soulless. It's like, let's take two completely unrelated f- f- food cuisines and buzzwords and flavors, jam them together, but just send some like liquid smoke salad in aspic or something. It was really gross. Yeah. So anyway, and then the dust, yeah. I didn't even get enough dust. Not enough dust. I couldn't taste any of that dust. And I love dust. I was licking those nugs trying to get that dust off. Oh, yeah. Nothing. I forgot about that. You literally did that at one point. Yeah. I wanted to taste <laughs> what the peri-peri dust tasted like. And oh, like, yeah. It was weird. There was nothing there. was nothing There, there wow. was nothing there. I did eat a couple more plain nugs because they were they were fine. You know? Yeah. And I like the Caribbean jerk. The Caribbean, the Caribbean dipping sauce, the jerk sauce. Sounds like a. Was actually palatable. Chevy Chase movie or something. Caribbean <laughs> jerk. <laughs> anyway, it was it was real like and then I've never been so quick to get a bag of garbage out of a, an enclosed space. Yeah, you There's did no way you did good with that with clearing it out. Yeah, I was impressed. Right. Smart. My, my my our our tiger our leftover tiger bites are on the way to the dump. So, yeah. Oh, with your iHeartRadio trophy? <laughs> Sounds like you're going pretty low with the fork score there, Hodgman. Well, you know, I've been lucky enough to be uh, on this show a few times. I've been, you know, a, a distant star in the in the great shining galaxy of the Doughboys. Mm-hmm. M- more more like a like a dying ember of a comet slowly <laughs> falling into a black hole of <laughs> irrelevancy and oblivion. <laughs> so, um, I've been, but when I first was a shining, when, when I first was a, a gleaming little star joining you people and I had Arby's that very first time, mm. I didn't know how this worked. I didn't know what kind of scale you were grading this on. So I gave Arby's like a really bad review mm-hmm. until I listened more and had the pleasure of spending time with you more and realized, oh, you're eating like the baseline is garbage. And if the baseline is garbage, Arby's isn't as bad as I made it out to be. Mm-mm, if the baseline mm-mm. is food, and I don't say this in a snobby way, but like you guys, you guys eat some stuff. I realize now I've seen this abyss. Tiger bites is the abyss because yeah. I would love an Arby's. Yeah. Like an Arby's would be a, 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 a pool of fresh water in a, in an oasis in the worst desert full of peri peri dust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, I gave Arby's a bad, I don't know whether it was one fork or what. 1.25 forks. I looked it up. 1.25 forks. And I think I upped it to five because when I said one fork, the two of you were stunned. Like you had yeah. just, bl- you said you blew, you blew the curve. 
Mm. And it was like, oh, I just was surrounded by, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. I thought I had done something wrong. But I'm going to tell you something for Tiger Bites. A tine. Wow. One tine. I love what, it. A I, quarter fork. Wow. Yeah. And I feel bad because this Thai place is probably pr- pretty good, you know? Sure. I can't blame them, but it's just everything about this is. You should order from that Thai place. So, so insidious, so disingenuous. Mm-hmm. So like the, and then the website itself, sorry, Robbie Pearl, just, you know, it's approach to uh, restaurateurs. You just feel like it's a pyramid scheme and yeah. the yeah. food is like, if I could, I could almost forgive all of that. If what they were doing was pumping out, giving people, giving restaurants like recipes and ingredients to make a bulletproof, amazing chicken nuggets or hamburgers or like just something that they could just sell for money and get through a difficult time. And it was delicious and undeniable and great, mm-hmm. but it's, it's mediocre at best. And then this blue cheese was wrong, like wrong, wrong. And all of them were wrong. All of these yeah. dips were wrong, like not okay. So that's a wow. one time. One time from Hodgman. Uh, David, your thoughts, your score from zero to five forks. Zero forks. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, like, it was a real heavy experience. I don't mean to be like. Zero, zero forks better than Dune. David Reese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we should get a, a Dune no, fork I like score Dune. as well. Obviously, obviously, I like Dune more than I like Tiger Bites. You know, I was assuming it wasn't going to be very good. And it's like. <laughs> It's interesting, you know. Sometimes you you steal yourself for a meal that's going to be disgusting. The thing was, it was like confusing, and it it's kind of what John is talking about with the restaurant concept and and the actual phrase "ghost kitchen." Like it's already getting, you already feel like you're in a JG Ballard novel or something. Like what? Like where's the floor? Like which end is up? This is really abstract, right? And then when we realized that the food was being prepared in a Thai kitchen and the and then again, like we mentioned, the website had all this flowery language about we're gonna help save these struggling restaurants. And I'm not even talking about Taiga as a person. Like he, I'm not even talking about him as an individual and what it means to eat chicken McNuggets that he's branding himself with. The 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 fact that it was like I truly could not <laughs> I know this is going to sound like really snobby, and I swear I'm not much of a food snob. I truly could not understand that these we were allowed by the government to eat these dipping sauces. <laughs> like it, it was like the thing that was confusing to me was like whatever food is bad. I've I've been in a lot of bars where they just reheat old chicken tenders for like six times, you know, until somebody eats them on a Tuesday. Right? We finally moved those tenders. Like we can make new tenders. Like, and sometimes that can be really rewarding and fun, and on, on its own terms. The sauces were so chemically. You, I had that feeling of like, does no one like has anyone like. Are we the first person to ever eat this food? Has no one ever ordered Tiger Bites before? Because this would shut down it be a instantly. scandal. Yeah, it should be a scandal. Because I don't understand the business model. Even if you're the biggest fan of Tiger in the world and you love his music, you're never going to go back. To, you're never going to eat this for a second time. I just refuse to believe that. This mm-hmm. is not – now, maybe if it was some really weird esoteric food experiment that it didn't work like – Molecular. I mean, maybe it was molecular gastronomy. Like it was that uncanny. Like maybe these dipping sauces we're going to find out are actually made in one of those crazy restaurants in Sweden where they just like make molecules bubble on top of like a 
single hair from a mermaid. You know, it's just like so abstract and esoteric, you know? It, it was that weird. It was like we in a world where we have like, you know, KFC, Popeyes, like who who would choose this? Who would choose mm. this, right? Yeah. It just feels like there's going to be a wave of people like us eating it curi- out of, you know, a sense of um academic integrity or curiosity or or irony or whatever and then it's just gonna die like who it's it's completely unsustainable it felt so anti-human to me and i'm not even talking about like listen and i don't mean like food i'm not alice waters like it's anti-human to kill cows and then form their bodies into patties and then serve them to people who don't even have to get out of their cars like i understand the appeal of mcdonald's and burger king and all that stuff like i've been there you know i've 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 eaten so much of that stuff in my life, you know? And I don't mean anti-human in that way. And I truly guess it comes down to the fact that, like John said, these are these are ghost kitchens that are kind of parasitic entities that are kind of living within existing ecosystems, within existing kitchens. And, you know, it, the margins are so fucked these days that, like, your budget might compel you to have to just throw these fucking tiger bites into the oil that you were using to cook your own special food you know that means something to you and then it gets delivered by it's just like it's like it's like baudrillard or something it's like uh in the what's it called the valley the the in the valley of the real or the valley of the real of the mm -hmm. you know know. all that stuff about the desert in the that's what it comes back to dune it's about the desert in the desert of the unreal or whatever that famous book is where he's like everything is a simulacrum nothing makes sense the world no longer exists because of capitalism i felt like we were eating that yeah it was the most 2020 to 2022 food I've ever put in my mouth. And in that way, maybe we should sure. give it five stars and be like, food reflects our culture, and this is where we're at. You know, like maybe <laughs> Tiger, maybe Tiger is like a genius level anthropologist, and he's like, I'll do your ghost kitchen, but we're going to truly reflect the era in which we are all suffering. Let me introduce you to my dusts. <laughs> you know? But assuming that's not the case, I think I think you're. I, I feel. Like as a matter of personal taste, like gastronomy, and then also just like ethically, like there is no other rating than zero forks because wow. this is wow. not food. Wow. I, this that that may be our first zero. F- oh, I think someone's given no, we've zero, got zero forks. We've, we've we've done zero. Who? But I mean, when a great breakdown, this, David. I, yeah, I, this I, has I to be the floor. I mean, this has to be the floor. We've had worse. It's, than it's pretty bites, bad. Sadly. We've we've had, we've had worse <laughs> food. But but the the circumstances of the the the, the overall concept here is particularly grim. Uh, yeah. But I, I I agree with that. Uh, Spoonman, what do you think? Well, a bad time to announce uh, Doughboy's Donuts, which is a ghost kitchen wagon. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, going to say, all of that said, I'm pleased to announce Dick it's a Town reverse pimento ghost cheese. It's artisanal donuts that are made in the ghost kitchens when they're not frying up Tiger Bites. <laughs> yeah, we're ghost kitchens to go. We're ghosts to, go- to ghosts, basically. Yeah. Um, Nick and I, we were we were watching. Uh, we had we had AEW. We had, we were watching Dynamite last night. Uh, uh, great and, show, uh, great show. And 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 on the screen, the Batman Calzone came up. And I've had the bat. I've had the other Calzone at Little Caesars, and I didn't like it uh, that much. And it was kind of a letdown. But you and I both agreed. We were like, shit. I wish we were eating the Batman Calzone instead. That 100%. seems so much better. Yes. Than Tiger Bites. Tiger Bites are, it, it's just, it's just such a, uh, by the way, 
David using simulacrum, a very uh, uh, one of Weiger's favorite words. Weiger loves I do like simulacrum. That word. So, yeah, um, but you understand it's that vibe, right? It's like yes, one hundred percent. I think. I mean, I think you. Na- and honestly, I was gonna maybe give it one fork, and now I don't think it deserves one fork. The so uh, j- just to break down what we got, Nick and Nick and I got, uh, we got each, we got each dust, the black garlic, the uh, the the lemon black pepper. And the peri peri, and then no dust, and then we got every single sauce, uh, and we got cookie bites. But our cookie bites were just two cookies, and the cookies yes, weren't even good. full the size cookies, and they were bad. They were bad cookies. old cold cookies. Yeah, cold cookies that like should like wags. You were like they should have been hot. They felt like like a a, a cheaper pepper like soft pepperidge farm cookie. I, saying that is giving it too much credit. Like it just yeah, just like a big soft cookie that was not good. Um, and they came in a sleeve that said fries. Yes, oh, that see, also came that, in a sleeve oh, There fries. we go, simulacrum. Yeah, wow. Everything's wow. just a little bit off. Everything is <laughs> uncanny valley. The uncanny tummy. That's what we're living in. <laughs> we, we got, we got, we got a Coke, Diet Coke, two sprites because we got four riding solo, rolling solo packs, and then we got uh, uh, tater tots. Uh, the and then with no dust, then sweet potato, sweet potato tots, sweet potato tiger tots. And then we also got those again with dust. We got the uh, the sweet potato with peri peri dust, and we got the regular tots with black garlic dust. The black garlic dust was the best dust. So you guys yeah. missed out on the best <laughs> dust. Miss out on the best, the best dust. dust. Yeah. Uh, um. It, 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 that was the. And then maybe the peri peri w- would be second. I don't know, but I agree with you, Hodgman. I, I get not understanding what the flavor of that dust was. Uh, and then to just just to quickly go over the the Mitch, the, the dipping Mitch, sauces. Mitch, did you lick the nug? I d- of course I licked the nug. <laughs> okay. I'm always I always lick nugs. I was I was uh, I was I was I was I licked every nug I had. Um, and and you know what? We tried every sauce there was. We had buffalo, garlic parm, wow. chunky blue chunky blue cheese, homestyle ranch, mango habanero, Korean barbecue. Really uh, let me see. All. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go to them all. Car- uh, Caribbean. Orange, orange was just one of them. General, general sows, tamarind, chipotle, and uh, uh, mango habanero. I already said bourbon was another one. The bourbon mm. sauce, uh, spicy honey, and Korean barbecue. Those are all the sauces. Mm. We got every single one. Wow. Um, he didn't even read that off of anything. His eyes just rolled back in his head like a mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like Dune. <laughs> Once again, like Dune. Um, oh, bless the maker and his passing. <laughs> <laughs> we Nick, the tots didn't travel one well. The 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 sweet potato tots were really a letdown. The other the regular tots were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the garlic pepper uh, nugs were were again like I said my favorite. But this place just sucks. It shouldn't exist. Just it, uh, and when I went down to get the order, I just I uh, from because it was delivery only. Went down to get the order, and it was a delivery person, and they had like Mr. Beast Burger in the car. So clearly, Mr. Beast Burger is made at this place. Just a bunch of different other Ghost Kitchen bags in her car, yeah. and I it just bummed me out. It was it was it was a it, bummer. It took, I'm glad that yeah. person's getting paid, but but it it, it yeah it. It, it took forever for our for our order to arrive. It took forever not, for our not, order not to that arrive. person's fault. Uh, not that person. It's like, just because it's in the ghost kitchen with a million orders, probably. 
it, it was it took long enough to the point where Mitch, we'd given a, ca- a tip on the card and then we gave an additional cash tip when uh, when she arrived, just because we we're like, this must have been such a fucking pain in the ass. It feels so yeah. bad for taking up so much of this person's time to get, bring us this garbage for content. Yeah, you gave me 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pocketed that. But uh, but the other tip. <laughs> um, Jonah, she was very grateful for that. Why? Because I was very nice of you on top of on top of the other tip. But uh, it was. Besides the people getting work and besides a restaurant maybe making some money and getting saved, which I wish we could look at what the – I'll try to find the address on this, Nick, so we can find out what restaurant they were working out of. Um, this is just – it doesn't deserve one fork. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. There, there were a couple some – ho- some of the spicier sauces Nick and I liked all right, but I'm going to go 0.75 forks uh, three times. Three times. Uh, just, just a bummer. And you know what? This is a chaotic episode in a good way, a chaotic good, mm-hmm. and mm. that's why I scheduled my window replacement during. Yeah, the baby. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, there, there goes Ghostface with your cats. Oh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> you could never. I mean, first of all, the, the Wally and Armor look like little Ghostface. They're, they look. They have the yeah. same. He's collecting his. Ghostface. He's collecting his children. He would never. He could never harm them. So I'll be happy if it's just someone who's not going to harm them. Have a good life, Ghostface. Yeah, I ho- hope you're doing well, Ghostface. Everyone's points are well articulated, well argued. Uh, even yeah, mine. I'll, I'll, yeah, even Mitch's. I yeah. I think that that this but this you place will is not particularly... sway me off of five forks. Nick Weiger <laughs> has ruled. I like the tots. Uh, no, it's it's uh, I I stand by that the nugget itself was fine, but the thing I said to you, Mitch, mm. was as we were eating, wouldn't you just rather have chicken McNuggets? Right, yes. like like ten times right. out of ten, chicken McNuggets would have been way better. Chicken McNuggets yeah. and fries would have been better than Tiger Bites and Tiger Tots, and would have cost a quarter of the price and been easier to get. Yeah, so everything we got, which by the way, the portions were small. We know it was like it portions was like if were you small. Get, if you get one rolling solo meal, it is like you're not getting a lot for whatever no. for twelve bucks or whatever it is. Um, yes, and 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 so yes, rolling that, solo that, means you're a cheap fuck and no one wants to hang around with you. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're rolling solo, especially if you're getting tiger tiger bites. Which what is it? Thank thank you God before anyone or something. I don't know what his name stands. Thank yeah, you God thank always. You. Yeah, thank, thank you, God, God always. Yeah. Um, no, thank you, God, for these. These are these are an mm. abomination. But why? The the consistency of McDonald's nuggets. That's the thing with these ghost kitchens that I even just think between uh, Hodgman and David's order and ours that there is there's probably huge consistency issues just in in these. No doubt. Like that. Yeah. And it's happening where it should not happen because if I mean I I impl- I really don't want the listeners to think that I'm just being a hyperbolic jerk by saying it tasted like paint. There was something really, really, really wrong with that blues cheese dressing. When David spat it out, I thought it's like, Oh, this snob, he, he hates Dune. He probably is too refined a palate for this. And then I tasted it. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, yeah, this is fundamentally wrong. And that's like, but not, it wasn't off. It wasn't like it went bad. That's what something was really, really it. wrong with it. Yeah. And, and that's not something that should be because that's not being made in house. That's like no. a, a, a easy thing to keep consistent, right? You make mm-hmm. in a big batch, and you, it's it's shipped out. It's shelf stable. There's a recipe. Like there's no reason for that to go wrong or be different from what you had a, across yeah. this great nation. So if you can't do that, if you can't get the sauces right, never mind the consistency of the nugs themselves. Hundred percent. 
I think that we were too, in hindsight, Mitch, we were too kind to Mr. Beast Burger, which I think we had no real expectations yeah. for. But looking back on it, it's it's equally as craven. And, you know, all like I, any all these celebrities lending their their names and likenesses to it. I get it's probably like a, a pretty easy payday, yeah. uh, but it, it's just a it's just such a bummer to be associated with such subpar food. And, you know, like 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 regardless of how bad the business is. For everyone, that's true of a lot of these chain restaurants. We'd forgive all of that if the food was at all good, but the food is fuck, or wouldn't forgive all of that. But we'd at least be able to put that aside mentally and enjoy the food. Mm-hmm. But the food itself is just so awful. So yeah, I agree with the collective that this does not deserve one fork, even among all of us combined. So I will say a wow. half tine, making wow. its combined score three and a half tines of one fork. Wow. So not quite one fork for Taiga Bites. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Wow. Spoonman, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? Feel a lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys.
Welcome back to Doughboys. Our guest, John Hodgman, David Reese of Dicktown. Coming soon to FXX as of this record. And hey, it's time for a segment, Mitch. And Mitch, we were going to do my sacrifice this week. Uh, this uh-huh. is a thing we keep teasing. And in fact, on last week's episode, you said you were going to do it this week. And yes. then I sent you a reminder yesterday Mm-hmm. And you said that that reminder didn't count because you need 48 hours notice. That's right. So, unfortunately, if you so, had asked 48 hours in advance of Tuesday's episode, but unfortunately, you can't do that because you don't use your phone on Sundays, which is, I, I'm I, realizing I would is argue, part of the issue. I would argue that we record usually on Tuesdays. I would argue that you had already committed by saying mm-hmm. that it was going to be on next week's episode. Emma's Tuesday's nodding along episode, with me. Yeah. No, Tuesday's uh-huh. episode. So that's the issue. Okay. So Thursday's episode is like so. We're still here, like, by the way. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know Hodgman that. and and Reese are here while we <laughs> rehash this argument that we could have litigated last night on your couch. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I, we didn't I think, talk I think, much. Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> Look, we were watching. We were watching AEW Dynamite, having a great in time. near silence. Yes, and then and then we watched Jurassic Park. We did. And I showed so, Nick my new sound bar. We had wow. a good time. Anyway, my sacrifice. I, I want. I think we should. I think my sacrifice should uh, should debut or should or should return to the show at the start of next month, at the start of March, for our Munch Madness tournament, the Tournament of Champions, mm-hmm. which will mm-hmm. begin next Tuesday on the Doughboys Double. Mm. I will send wow. a reminder over the weekend. Yeah, Emma. Oh, cool. While you. Weiger is off oh cool, his Emma. Phone. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that reminder. The the day my mom and sister come into town. That's cool. No, I'll do it while my mom and sister are here, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> You could have done it before they got here. <laughs> no, no, I'll get well, no cool. Just who are you kidding? On Sunday. Your mom and sister are there already. They <laughs> they're, they're coming into town. they yeah. those people in the red shirts are your mom and sister in disguise. They're trying to hide the facts. <laughs> they never left. They're all they've never left. They will never leave. And all they're doing is eating my pimento cheese that I send for you. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Oh, now it'll be toxic, like you said. Uh, hey, I've got a food-related exam, and Mitch and Hodgman and David must compete for superiority. It's another edition of Slop Quiz. Wow. This week's Slop Quiz, compiled by our new associate producer, Amelia. Welcome to the team, Amelia. Sorry we made you eat our leftover Tiger Bites. Uh, mm. But uh, Amelia has compiled wine or shampoo. Is this a description of a oh, wine, or is it a description Ooh. of a shampoo? Oh, Buzz in good. with your name. You get one point for a hit and lose a point for a miss. So if I think I know, I say... Hodgman or John. Yes, right, yes. And whoever I hear first, and I'll, I'll, I'll defer to Emma in the event of a tie, uh, we'll get to Gus first. All right, first wow. up, is this a wine or shampoo? This powerful blank offers intense aromas of black plum, purple flowers, and toasty melted caramel, loaded with herbs and spice from tarragon, sage, and bay leaf to cardamom and anise. David, shampoo. Shh. David, I'm sorry. You lose a point. That was a Whoa. wine. Tarragon? Yeah, I thought that was a shampoo thing. Is that not a shampoo thing? It can be a a shampoo thing, but in this case, it was a wine. I wouldn't want tarragon in my wine. Bel Glow Pinot from uh, Las Achuras Santa Lucia Highlands. Next up. David has negative one. Next up. This (laughs) blank smells like a mouthwatering blood orange, exotic guava flower, and vibrant kumquat. Hodgman. Shampoo. Hodgman, you are correct. You get a point. Mouthwatering is a shampoo. shampoo. Mm. This is (laughs) 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 smells like mouthwatering blood orange. This is Bumble and Bumble Bond Building Repair Shampoo. Next up, yeah, no, I know that. I know that copy by heart. (laughs) 
That's all I ever use. Sorry, it was a gimme for me. This blank is scented with a rose fragrance with hints of bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and Hodgman. white musk. Go ahead, John. Shampoo. You Wrong. are correct. What? Two for Hodgman. Zero for Mitch, who is yet to buzz when in. I heard cedar, I could have sworn it would be wine. That's what makes this a challenge. Wait, read that shampoo again? This blank is scented with a rose fragrance with hints of bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and white musk. Is that and for it's guys? Hawaii that detox good. shampoo. I don't know. Is it manly? I'll look up the brand. David, I, I, I don't. I, I think Amelia came up with a great quiz, but I think that I can see the matrix in this one. Wow! And I'm, I'm going to give you my. I'm going to give you what I think is the 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 way to crack the code. Okay. If the description leads with I know scent, it's probably a shampoo. Yeah, good point. Mm. Because, because they would say notes or aromatics or a nose a of. And yeah, also, yeah. I think wine would lead with flavor. Yeah. And it's usually not advised to drink the shampoo. Right. Why yeah. are you just sharing this usually with David? Not. Why not me? Well, because he's my partner. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're old friends. You can also but, hear what And also, saying. I'm sharing it with you. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, maybe I just ruined the game. I could be wrong. Let's see. Let's, if I hear, let's, find put out. To, let's put it to the test. But you know, we're, we're Dicktown buddies, all of us. You're in Dicktown, too. Mitch? I am. Uh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a Dicktown buddy. Yeah, you're a Dicktowny. Oh, why uh, a shampoo, O-U-A-I, does not appear to have the manly uh, black bottle with a silver font. Uh, okay. It looks like it's being held with That's feminine hands. I can hands, decant so it into my own tough guy shampoo bottles. That I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, Hodgman has two, Mitch has zero, uh, David uh, in the red. Yeah. This blank has very lively aromas of tart red cherries Mitch. with a note of... Go ahead, Mitch. Wine. You are correct. This yeah. is unruly Cabernet. Yeah, that broke the broke yeah. the mold. We're in now. We're in now, boys. Yeah, because that was the first one. That was a scent. That was a scent one, but it was a wine. So that I'm wrong. All right, number five. This blank includes a signature aromatherapy blend of raspberry, peach, Hodgman. David and shampoo. I'm going to give that to David and say that he is back up at zero now. Correct. Wait, that was a shampoo. Shampoo. Purology. Zero? Did strength, he get pure points? shampoo. He got negative one because yeah, you're losing a point for a negative. Oh wow! For a, for a, for a wrong guess. Uh, all right. Next up. Warm and inviting. It has notes of red currant, cassis. David wine. David is correct. Warm wow. and inviting. It's anyone's I mean, it's game. a nice thing to say about a shampoo because that's what a nice shampoo is. But I can't see that as part of the shampoo copy. Yeah, and the notes is a is a clue. I don't think. Yeah, a shampoo is not inviting. Come Silver on in. Oak Alexander Valley Cabernet uh, is that wine. You guys are seeing numbers and digits like the Matrix. You're mm -hmm. this is the, yeah. it's it's over. It's, it's like Wiger with the drops. It's like, it's like when those creeps on Twitter figure out the next twenty five words on Wordle and just posted them. It's because we licked that. <laughs> oh really? Licked that oh, nut yeah. dust. So they they went. They, <laughs> they viewed the source code, cracked the code, and posted all the answers of Wordle. 25 words on advance. <laughs> wow. I got Wordle wrong a couple of weeks ago. Felt like a true fool. No, Mitch, you're fantastic. I put cause instead of pause as my last guess. I mean, you all remember pause from a few weeks ago. Yeah, of course. That would, look, I'm, it was your last guess, and you it was at least a 50-50 shot. You Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. No shame in it. I don't, yeah. I don't care if I got one wrong. Hey, speaking of 50-50 shots, we have one left, and this will decide the game. Hmm. Hodgman has two, David has one, Mitch has one. So it's anyone's game. 
this last question. This blank contains a warm, tropical scent that starts with notes of coconut water, Casaba oh. melon. M- Mitch. Uh, okay. I think I heard Mitch. Yeah. Shampoo. Mitch, you are correct. Yeah. This is a Diva Curl Curl Bond Recoiling Mild Lather Cleanser. Coconut wow. was the thing that just made me. Yeah, think that was smart. Shampoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coconut, coconut is never going to show up in a wine, wow. I don't think. Well played all around. Diva also makes the the most disgusting sounding brand of shampoo that I have the misfortune of seeing in my shower every day, which is low poo. Oh, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Low poo. <laughs> low poo? Yeah. It means low. It has low detergent in it, so it doesn't strip your hair. Certain what humans who live of, with me of a portmanteau. I have a That's shampoo awful. in my shower called Mud Poo. Is that better? Mud Poo. Ooh, Dear God. Lord. Guess what? It's literally a clay that you mix with water and make mud and sure. then wash your hair with it. Whoa, does that work? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Is it time consuming? Um, It can be, yeah. Yeah. It's like a once a week luxurious thing I do. Not I'm washing, I'm thing. shampooing my hair for the first time in like 15 years now that it's really long. So I'm still like so interested in shampoos and conditioners because... It really takes a lot of time to wash and condition your hair if you have long hair. And then drying it is just like a whole other thing. It's, it's really Huge wild. So I ass. like to hear about, oh, yeah. about different shampoos and conditioners. Yeah, I've got some longer locks now, too, for the, the first time since my 20s. Uh, yeah. I, I, think, I think we've both uh, done sort of some, some quarantine growth. Yeah, and some, definitely I, some quarantine growth. And I, uh, I, 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 I'm back to blow drying. And you know what? I love it. Wow. It's so satisfying. And then John can attest to this. We spent the last week working on a project where John will type and I will just lazily draw a CVS plastic brush through my hair and then work out all the knots and tangles like I'm the queen of Sheba. It's just like so, such a wonderful, calming experience. It's so good for my creative juices to, yeah. you know, if I get blocked, if I'm blocked on the page or blocked creatively. Uh, that's usually because I'm blocked like with my hair. And if I can get the knot out of my hair, usually a fresh idea will come tumbling out. Mitch, you earlier you asked off you know, in the break, how is Brooklyn? And I tried to answer and it's like, the truth is I don't know because for the past two weeks, all I have seen is David brushing his hair. <laughs> like, that is Brooklyn to me. Brooklyn's never sit, been better, man. Just sit across from each other and I'm, and I'm watching David grooming himself. Brooklyn is looking good. It's, it's <laughs> John, I, I got to say, I kind of like the name of your shampoo because it reminded me of Plo Koon from the Star Wars universe. So I just got to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of poos out there. It's like the shampoo companies forgot what poo means. Like they got, <laughs> they got to, they got a little cocky. Like we've been selling shampoo all this time. No one's made the connection. We can just call it low poo, mud poo, fast poo. <laughs> Slime poo, dust well, poo. Well, Sam's no better when you think about it. It's not like sh- both of those syllables suck for branding. That's true. true. <laughs> yeah, it's literally fake poo. Hair mud is better. The stuff Emma's using, they should just call it hair mud. Except it's called mud poo. So oh, right. They didn't, Damn it. They probably should have called it hair mud yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why, do you hair dry your pubes as well or just head on your hair? Oh, uh, you gotta. You gotta. It, when you got the blow dryer out. Especially if your pubes are 20 inches long. Yeah, you're growing <laughs> them out for, for quarantine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was Slop Quiz. Thanks, Amelia. And hey, just like a restaurant via your feedback. Let's Great job, feedback. Amelia. Great one. Yeah, that was a cool, that was fun. Today's email is from Diana from Philly. Diana writes, hey, Doughboys family, the 80s had sliced soda, the 90s had Dunkaroos, 
And the mm. aughts had grips with a Z. I don't remember grips. Me what neither. snack of this past decade do you predict will retire but stay cemented in everyone's memory? Ooh. Mm. Do, does anyone remember grips? Emma, you're maybe young enough for grips. Do you remember grips? Um, I just looked them up and seeing them definitely helped. Uh, they were, if I'm reading this correctly, they were like the little packages of like mini Cheez-Its or cookies. It was like little carry individual packages mm. here. Let me see. Okay. Like Lunchables, Snackables? Yeah, like, or yeah, more like a snack. I don't think it was really a meal situation. Um, My issue is that I can't think of new snacks from this last decade. The answer is Tide Pods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it looked like it looks like Grip's whole gimmick is that they were just tinier versions of existing snacks. So they were like kind of chiclet sized cheese it or or chips deluxe or honey. In like grams. single serving packages. In like right? single serving packages, like a oh, granola bar okay, sized package. Yeah, I think it's very much a like moms and dads buy them to throw in little Susie's lunchbox kind of thing. For people who love packaging. And these little sleeves are you grip them, that's why they're called grips. You can hold it in your I hand so. and you can I think the whole thing is you could like tear the corner off and you could just like dump them oh. in your mouth like you're drinking it. Except yeah, like, it's solid food you chew. Like gogurt. Yeah. Open up chug a it. tube of gogurt and chug it, the most disgusting. Yeah. Suggestive kid Chug snack some ever to be put on Saturday and then lick some nuts <laughs> dust. <laughs> I say in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn at least, I'm going to say something like any artisanal jerky. Mm. This has been a, a mm. big, long period of artisanal jerky and pork rinds. That might mm. be a little bit more early, like 2013, 2014, though. I mean, I, I don't know what's emerged. I feel like there's something. Do you think like avocado toast will like disappear? I think that'll be a, a cultural touchstone for a while. Yeah. But that's like the new peanut butter and jelly. I just feel like that's Yeah. I, I feel like now that's a meal that people will make. You know, like Yeah. That's in everybody's wheelhouse now. Hmm. I I honestly can't think of I I can't I I'm stumped. What are some trendy well, if snacks? Talking, if, yeah, if we're talking I about a store bought snack, yeah, go go on. Tiger Tiger bites. <laughs> tiger. Yeah, <laughs> they could become. You know what? They could become legendary. That's true. <laughs> they could. I mean, they've been they've been cooking for what since uh, mid 2021. I think if they yes. were going to hit legend status, they would have done it. It would have become a joke already. Yeah, maybe it would have become a joke and a meme if it was ever going to happen. Yeah, that that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I, I think they, there would have been like a like a already that Tiger Bites would have already been the cultural touchstone. It it it, it could have been at its peak. I, I think that that I, I think I was coming as I, I was trying to search through you know snacks of the 2010s and and uh, the store like 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 a distinct store bought thing like a Dunkaroos or like a a Gushers is harder for me to to put my finger on. But I do kind of feel like flavored hummus became a thing in the past decade mm. oh, and i could yeah. see there being less flavored hummus mm, i don't mean i don't mean like your red pepper hummus i think that'll probably stick around sure yeah. but 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 like there's been like chocolate hummus or like you know like uh, a cinnamon toast hummus it's like there've everything been, like, these... martinis went through 20 years ago happened to exactly. hummus 20 yeah. years later <laughs> <laughs> i could see that fading and not having staying power right i kind of feel like something that's going to go on the outs maybe is kettle chips i feel like kettle chips yeah sure feel very like i they're everywhere there are lots and lots of different flavors they're omnipresent and also they just feel like they're about to tip over into into um obsolescence 
something new is going to come along. I love those. Oh, me too. It's nothing against the kettle chips. They're good. The Korean, the spicy Korean barbecue is fantastic. That chip is so good. So freaking good. You can't ever find it. Yeah, they're really good. You can't ever find it because I bought 5,000 of them. I have them in a storage locker in (laughs) Poughkeepsie. (laughs) I've got one. I got one. In fact, I'm going to lay a marker down. I feel like five to 10 years from now, we're going to be saying, hey, remember LaCroix? I was oh, there you that. go. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a great answer. Trail. Yeah, that's, that's a really good answer. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's the one, Wags. Yep. You wow. know what? I think I maybe I could do that too with with uh just maybe with just like the alcoholic seltzers in general. Yeah. Yeah, I like, think so. Uh, I think probably seltzers yeah. and White claw. White claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White claws. Yeah, White claw. White claw be like Zima someday. I think yep. that's totally that's a totally good analogy, possible. Zima. By the way, I, I this is this is crazy, but the the uh those people are back at my at my downstairs store. Oh God! Store. Thank you, Lord. I'm so happy right now. They came back. They're back. Let them in. To close out, to close out this episode, Let, they're tell back. Them, tell them to come say hi. Uh, they're at the other. door. It's down. I gotta go downstairs. I knew okay. they understood showbiz. I knew they understood story structure. <laughs> I knew they knew what a button was. A callback. <laughs> I think they're here to record the Doughboys after show, right? right. Where you just sit around. <laughs> Talk to them. Uh, what did you think about my end of the conversation? <laughs> if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you email us at doughboyspodcast.gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double Air weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. As Mitch literally stood up and walked out of frame. John Hodgman, <laughs> David Reese, the show is Dicktown. Tell us about the show. Tell us how to watch it and uh, and what to expect. It's a lot of fun. It's an animated comedy. It stars John and myself. We wrote it and directed it, and we voiced the two main characters. John plays John Hunchman, a former boy detective who's still struggling and solving mysteries for teenagers. And I play David Purefoy, his former bully, and now I'm like his assistant and his only friend. It's a really ambitious episode. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a really ambitious season. We have a lot of original music, musical numbers, a lot of famous guest stars, and there's a Big season-long mystery in addition to each week's mystery of the week. So we hope people will watch it and enjoy it. It's a great show, and I had a, I had a pleasure of being a part of it, and it's hilarious, and uh, I'm very excited for it to to for it to start airing. Thank you. It was so you were such a wonderful part of it, and I'll just say to the uh, to the audience, I won't tell you which episode Mike Mitchell is in. Well, you just have to watch every one. Oh, that's see what, good. Yeah, that's see good. when he turns good up. Tease. You'll know him when you see him. Oh, those freaks are on board. Okay. Can I say one more thing before we yes, go? Yes, please, please. I really, I don't want to. I want. I don't want there to be any bad blood with people about s- something I said earlier. So I just want to make it clear that during the break, I did my research and I confused Zizek with Baudrillard. So I understand wow. who wrote which book. So wow. don't get mad at me about that. That's the one thing I will apologize that happened on this episode. <laughs> Delete your at replies. Yeah. It's been fixed. Uh, Dicktown, Thursday nights at 10 on FXX starting March 3rd and the next day on Hulu. Check that out. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thank and you. Mitch, what a, what a treat. Time. And Mitch, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. I'm off to let these people in. Bye-bye. Bye, Mitch. (laughs) On the next Doughboys Double, let the Tournament of Champions begin. The first round of Munch Madness 2022, the Tournament of Champions opens with our new best friend and one of our favorite guests, Allison Rosen. And this year's theme, 
sandwiches. Wow. Wow. Munch Madness 2022, the Tournament of Champions, Hero's Journey, Suboptimal. Round one, match one. Charlie's Cheesesteaks versus Firehouse Subs. Hold on now. The Tournament of Champions, Hero's Journey, Suboptimal? That's the whole title? Yeah, it's got two subtitles. Isn't your whole thing Unga Pachka? It's fucking insane. <laughs> I think this is the right amount. All right. Charlie's Cheesesteaks versus Firehouse Subs, only at patreon.com slash doughboys. See you there. That was a HeadGum Podcast.